Hey everyone, welcome to Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs, a Fraser podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Diana. And the end is the beginning is the end. Uh, we're at the end. This is it. This is the last uh, thing. This is so the... it's not a beginning at all. No, it's, it's just not. the end is the end is the end. The end is the end. Question mark. <laughs> da, 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 da. Question Period. Mark. Yeah, we're done. This is... Oh. This is... <laughs> I don't know. We could find fossils. <laughs> uh, I suppose we could. We could hang out with Cynthia Bone. That's yep. a deep cut for those of you who listen to the uh, Patreon extras. Anyway, so this is our epilogue episode uh, where we just kind of we respond to the messages we simply didn't have time for in, in the last few episodes because... My work's been a lot, and we want I don't even see Dave anymore. <laughs> we are in the same house. I just sometimes don't know he's there. He's just gone. <laughs> I just hear the sound of his, like, little stepper in the <laughs> background. Yep. And then me injuring myself on it. <laughs> That's, yep, 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 yep. yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, now we're going to respond to various things that it's a part of the episode where we respond to your letters. Yeah, we're listening, and we only do that. Yes, it's because it's not the part of the episode; it's the entire it's episode, the entire episode where we're listening. So silence, just a <laughs> yeah. We'll just what it... put the put the emails up towards the air, and then just listen. Thank you. Thank you for that, for blessing us with your words. Yes, I agree. Yes, also that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's respond to some stuff. Uh, uh, first, uh, so I kind of have it broken down with like the stuff that's about actual episodes, and then the stuff that isn't. Sounds good. So we're going to start with croc the things about cocktails because... Crocktails is the last episode where we did it. We're listening. So. So is that part one of the finale? No. no that's it's, the one. It's the wigs one. Oh, right, 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 right. the wigs. We Do got we... one email specifically about crocktails. So I'm going to okay. respond to that first. So this is from Laura Crane. It's about Roz's birthday and 12 topping pizza. Hi, Diana and Dave. Uh, after I finished listening to your Crocktails episode yesterday, my daughter asked me why I was singing the DuckTales theme song, and then it was in our heads the whole day. Diana, thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and now you'll have it stuck in your head again. Yep. <laughs> Roz's birthday was mentioned once before that I can recall. It was Odd Man Out, end of season four, when Fraser was going to take her out for her birthday, but she had other plans, and we ended up... Uh, and he ended up feeling like the only single person in the place. I looked it up. It aired on May 21st. So I guess her birthday being on, in May is at least the right ballpark. Which makes sense. It just feels like a lot of people have birthdays in May because Martin's used to be... There were multiple seasons when Martin's was at the end of the season, which was in May. And then it moved to like March or something. And then... Everyone wants to be a Taurus. <laughs> I guess so. Or the other thing that you are in late... A Gemini. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I have no idea where the lines are for each one. In the middle, towards <laughs> the end. Mm -hmm. Get on, get, get, get on it. Sorry. 
Um, then I went on a 12-topping pizza search. There is a chain on the West Coast, including Washington, called Figaro's, which has a 12-topping pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they cheat a bit because they include the tomatoes and cheese as, as two of the toppings. Okay. So, okay, that was the thing. I thought extra, you count extra cheese. You're saying tomatoes, the tomatoes are the tomato sauce. Because tomatoes... Tomatoes are definitely a topping. Tomatoes are a topping on their own. Like sliced tomatoes absolutely count as a topping. But, but I don't sauce, I wouldn't think... Count. Okay, so a lot of pizza places don't do things like tomatoes as toppings. Yeah. Um, I've learned a lot about pizza from living in this area because we live close enough to New York to hear people from New York complain about pizza in Boston. <laughs> right. Because there's lots of different kinds of pizza here. You can mm -hmm. get it any style you want, mm -hmm. including a New York style. Right. But, of course, the quality varies. Yeah. None of it's made with that New York water. Is got, that the secret? That's the secret. It's got, there, there's a special, there's like a um, mineral aquifer that feeds most of the water to New York City. It gets a very specific set of like, like minerals in it and makes the water different. So the flower's totally different if you make it with New York water. Changes everything. Apparently. Yeah, that's what I heard in Ghostbusters. <laughs> you don't want to use that water yeah anyway so uh the 12 toppings were bacon salami pepperoni sausage ground beef olives pineapple mushrooms onions green peppers tomatoes and cheese i don't know what you think but i think it sounds dreadful okay i'm surprised it doesn't have ham on it if you're gonna put pineapples on it yeah but maybe the meats are salty enough that it Balances yeah. that it's got bacon sweetness. In there. It's just pretty yeah. salty. Yeah, like, uh, salami is a pretty surprising topping for me. Yeah, like yeah. I've never seen that on a pizza, but why not? Pepperoni is its smaller cousin. Right, I've seen salami on a pizza, so this isn't super surprising to me. But um, yeah, I feel like if I want, I'm not generally a pineapple on pizza person, but that's because like I don't want my pizza sweet. In any way, but like I get why you would like it. Yeah, this yeah. This actually sounds, if you take the pineapple off, to me, sounds like any pizza I would have gotten growing up with mm -hmm. some variation in the meats. It usually wouldn't have had all of those meats on it. I don't think a bunch of different meats taste good together. You mm -hmm. can have like two, but mm -hmm. like the more meats you add to something, like, I don't more know. It's just a bunch of... Like, ground beef doesn't really have a flavor. Like, there's a real variance in, like, ground beef, and it can taste really good. We all mm -hmm. know, because there's places that make... Like, do people... You're supposed to, like, season ground beef, right? Like, if you're yeah. making, like... Some people do not do that. Yeah. I, and it makes a yeah. huge difference, like, especially in something like a burger. Mm -hmm. I think that can, like be a big yeah. difference so like when i'm thinking about on a pizza is it seasoned i feel like no no i mean like a good place it will be it really just depends on the place yeah like a good place absolutely will i just had i've just been burned too many times by ground beef <laughs> mm -hmm. i mean if you burn the ground beef you're gonna get an entirely different flavor <laughs> i like it well done <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. 
Also, if you Google 12 topping pizza, what's funny is you also get some posted math questions. Things like if you have 12 toppings but you only use 6 of them, how many different combinations can you get? So if you feel like doing someone's math homework, go check it out. <laughs> yeah, like, as soon as you were like, honestly, as soon as I read that you get posted math questions, I was like, I know exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be a calculation of combinations because that's totally the sort of thing. I think some people really like math, those kinds of math questions. Mm -hmm. I don't like them. Mm -hmm. They're never useful for me. I just don't get excited by those kinds of math questions. Mm -hmm. I'm all about like, give me a math problem. I'll figure it out. I do not like math problems that have words and you know exactly what I mean. And it's all... Yeah, but it's all, uh, that's like all physics is very wordsy. It's all that. very wordsy, yes. And I don't, I don't really like that. It's not for me (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it's weird because I like math because it's not words. (laughs) I do words in a different way. See, I actually prefer a word problem because like, if you're just giving me a bunch of numbers, like, whatever, that's just, that's just numbers, a computer can do that. But, like, for me, a word problem involves, like, it feels more like a real-world application of it. Yeah, and what I've learned from the real world is that you only need math to figure out your tip. <laughs> um, and you know what? You don't need that anymore because you got phones. Right. Again, that's a thing that's, like, that's just numbers. Yeah. See, like, That's like the real world it. application of it. The only time you need it is to figure out how much percentage is off on a sale mm-hmm. and uh, Google and also um, your tip. That's all the times you'll ever need math in your life. You've <laughs> never needed math above. You just count on your fingers. Trust me. I've made it to age 39. By only, by pretending that I was really good at math until I got to college, Mm -hmm. where I did not have to take math. (laughs) And I was like, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. Then I was like, well, I'm only left with the hard subjective things now. (laughs) Great. Yep. Where you had to, like, convince your teacher who's, like, 40 years older than you that you somehow know anything about anything. <laughs> Hi, yes, I listened to your words said out loud. I super wasn't sleeping or anything. I wasn't like worried about another class or like anything. Super there, super present in your class. Mm-hmm. See me. See me after school. Come to my office hours. <laughs> they said. Uh huh. I'm just. I'm. I, I don't know what's happening here, but I'm, I'm going, just letting it go. I'm going. I'm. I'm no, you gotta rein me in. <laughs> Do I though? In the last episode of this podcast, we're gonna go podcast, fourteen I'm, hours we long. Might go fourteen hours long. Who knows? Okay. Okay. I'm done. I love. Okay. I love me a good twelve topping pizza. I don't. <laughs> We're going to make one. We, all we have is time. Dave just made a pizza yesterday. It did. did have some toppings. Yeah, it had some toppings that weren't on that. Because it had... Uh, yeah, because it... 
well, onions. Okay, onions and pepperoni both. It only had three. It only had three toppings. It wasn't. It was vegetarian pepperoni. We yeah. Have to say it did have roasted red peppers. It did. Not on here. I would say prefer that to pineapple. You take this. What about up. garlic? Oh, I love some, me a gar- I love me like some garlic. Okay, see, some people don't see that as a topping, and I agree because it really should just be on every pizza. <laughs> but it is a topping. I mean, I think it depends. I like a pizza with like a roasted garlic on it. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! I've been trying to remember what we used to make so many things with just potatoes. Mm-hmm. I. And I couldn't remember any of the things. And I just remembered we used to make that pizza that was like potatoes and garlic. Mm-hmm. All the time. And I've just remembered. And that is a delicious pizza. I thought it was pesto. You thought what was pesto? I thought it was pesto and potatoes. We also, like, we would sometimes put, we've made versions that had, like, broccoli and garlic on it. I don't think so. We have. We've made variants on We've it. made too many pizzas over the last, like, 7,000 years <laughs> we've been together. I can't I'm remember assuming. every pizza. I'm sorry. We should, we should be, we should have a potato and various things. A pizza. pizza, we should have a pizza diary is what I've figured out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I saw somebody take a road trip and they just went to different pizza places and had slices. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good pandemic activity yeah is this to do like a pub crawl but a takeout pizza play thing Mm -hmm. because what else can you do right now but eat (laughs) agreed Agreed. or not eat because (laughs) that's pretty much been my focus not during now no just like eating being like i'm so hungry and then being like i can never i'm just too sad to eat i'm not hungry like my body is just like not hungry mm-hmm. and i think that's the problem is uh the anxiety of the dooms mm-hmm. when you have a case of the dooms case of the dooms i think a lot of us right now yeah, got a case of the and dooms. you know what i mean like sometimes you're like i need i need like you just forget to eat. You're like oh, yeah. doing your work mm-hmm. and this, and you're like suddenly like I'm starving. Oh, it's 45 minutes till dinner time. I guess I'll just wait. Yeah, where yeah. I'll just forget, and then some days I'm like wake up and I'm like starving, mm-hmm. and I think it's just the fluctuation of the stress in my body being like you need fuel. Mm-hmm. You need to just have a lay down today. Yep. So you know, I just kind of go with the flow. Mm-hmm. This is already too sad. <laughs> Everything needs to be cut out. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, so it's funny. The next last paragraph is uh, uh, kind of funny because we're recording it now. But um, okay. looking forward to the last two. Uh, and we'll take them whenever you can get to them. Well, you've got them. You're welcome. <laughs> um, they were made and recorded especially for you. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that you found them. Yeah. I glad that they they've been put out into this world just for you. Agreed. Um, here's a thought for one additional episode. We okay. This is the thing we t- I mentioned to you that we should do for this one, and then we didn't oh. do it. Uh, can you both choose your favorite episode in each season, and then your favorite episode overall? I think it would be really hard to choose, but I also I'd also challenge everyone to try it. 
Sorry if it feels like I'm giving you homework, but I'm a teacher, so I guess I have to start getting back into the swing of it, at least virtually, for now. Oh. Wow. Only Laura. Wow. Yeah. I you know what? It would be really fun mm-hmm. to do this. I mean, we can just put it on Patreon or something. Yeah. Because well, I, I want to... I'd have to, like, look at a list, mm-hmm. and I might have to do some research. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I might have to, like... Rewatch some episodes. Ew, gross. I can't <laughs> believe I'd want to do that. Honestly, I want to say as soon as we finished this, I was like, yes, now I can just have my show back. And I don't have to write another note That's about true. the show ever again. I can just enjoy it. Yep. I can just enjoy it, turn my mind off and enjoy it. And I'm excited because I need this show now. There's a fruit fly and it's taunting us. It is. It is. But yeah, um, I'm going to say... Uh, let's make no uh, uh, guarantees that we'll do that extra episode, but let's put a pin on that as an idea. Put that up on the old mental whiteboard. Oh, I thought you were going to say the mental Pinterest board. <laughs> or the mental Pinterest board. Um, and, uh, and, and who knows, maybe one day a thing will uh, pop up in this feed. Maybe that'll happen. Stay subscribed. Who knows? If anything, whatever we do next will pop up in this feed just to like let you know about it. Um, but you know, maybe an extra thing will show up one day. <laughs> okay, anything else you wanted to say on? No. Okay. This is a that's a good idea, and Dave did mention that, and then we just we just we're just trying to get through. We're just trying, trying to, to get, get through. through. Trying to get through. <laughs> um. Now, um, moving on, we've got one email about Goodnight Seattle specifically from okay. from Sean Holland. You're going to hear a lot of repeated names in this. Yeah, I figured we <laughs> would. I figured we would have like 14 emails from the people that write to us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Sean writes, uh, I really enjoyed when the phrase open bar induced labor with Daphne. Mm-hmm. Which is yep. I also cheered up when Martin said thank you to Fraser. I think that was the final scene that was filmed, so the tears were all genuine. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that that actually makes a lot of sense. Like mm-hmm. I didn't realize, but like I think it would make it. I mean, it would make sense for what was actually the last scene, not the not the last scene, the one in the studio. I would understand being the last one because mm-hmm. it's like they're bringing all the people together to film that one last thing, but. If it was also this one, mm-hmm. totally also makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Now I can share my overall theory on the show Frasier. The show covered Frasier's single life after his divorce and ended when he met the one. Uh, his relationship with his dad and, and Niles and Daphne's romance were side issues. When he met Charlotte and realized she was the right person, the show ended. So if there's a reboot, I bet it'll start with Frasier being widowed or divorced from Charlotte and moving in with Freddie. I, that would make sense, but also I hate the idea of it being when he's widowed or divorced from Charlotte. Like, yeah, I do too. Because I like Charlotte a lot. I think she's a good character and works for him. But I also see them that totally being like a way. Yeah. That super makes sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, it'll just be about Charlotte. <laughs> well, I just want him to have grown more as yeah. a person. So like if she's... If he's widowed, which would be sad, mm-hmm. I would be okay with that. Like, I want Fraser to have happiness. Yeah. I would say almost... Like, we don't need a conflict mm-hmm. from that. I don't want the conflict from that. Right. I just want a world where, like, 
we have a big internal struggle. Like, mm-hmm. it shouldn't that be what Frasier's about? I mean, I guess that is what Frasier was about. Yeah. I will say it's, um, it seems unlikely to me that it would be that he's widowed. I could see divorced. Unlikely to me that it'd be widowed because if they're going to make, if they make a reboot right now, they already will have to deal with and address Martin's death. Yeah, I so feel like that's more of a reason. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, it seems unlikely that he'd be dealing with both deaths. Like, yeah. I don't feel like that would be the subject of the show. Like, right? Can, it'd be hard can I? Can I? Just, uh, this mm-hmm. this is reminding me in a less sad way, but also a sad way. I had a very intense dream last week where Kelsey Grammer died in my dream, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I was reading about it. I I was like genuinely very upset to hear this news. Um, which was not true because it was a dream. And then David Hyde Pierce died in that dream as well. And I was just like, what is this dream? And I'm like sobbing in the dream. And I like wake up and I'm all like out of it. Mm -hmm. And then later and like totally forgot about it. And then I'm sitting there like later and I'm like, oh, that's not real. That wasn't real. That was my dream. What a crazy weird dream that was. (laughs) It's very emotional. I did not like that dream. But also, very niche dream. Yeah, most people are not going to have that specific Yeah, dream. and I I don't know what that dream was all about. Probably just the conclusion to this podcast. Probably. The one reason I like the idea, the divorced one, is mostly mm-hmm. because um, the second part, the moving in with Freddy part, who I assume is now still a goth. Oh my gosh, please. <laughs> like, like... <laughs> Uh, uh, Frasier, Frasier moving in with like adult goth Freddy, like mm, would be just beautiful. It would just like that, like okay. Uh, let's see, it wasn't four, so sixteen years ago. So yeah, like goth Freddy in his thirties, like Frasier moving in with like with goth Freddy in his thirties, like mm, love it. Okay. Love it. I know that people think um, that that's a phase, but I watch the YouTube channels and know the people is not a phase. Yeah, watch the YouTube channels. You mean like hang out in person with the goth people in their like 30s and older? Like we know we know goths in their 30s and 40s. Like that's just a thing and older like. But it's not like in the same way as like a teen is goth, sure. right? It's not. Right. It's not. It's just like you know. I live in Massachusetts. It's kind of spooky here. <laughs> we got Salem, you know. Uh huh. We got Salem. Hmm. There's nothing more spooky than just living in the Northeast. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's dark all the time and dreary. Yep. Everything's a cemetery. <laughs> It's true. At a certain point, like, people have been living here so long, it's hard to not be around a cemetery. It's true. Like, pretty much everywhere you go here. Like, you go to a cemetery here, and it's like, 1805, <laughs> 1795. I'm like, 1795? Yeah, yeah. H- holy smokes! Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's a long time. That's a long yep. time. Yeah. That the stone has been here. Yeah. Here. I mean, it's possible. I know they've relocated 
yeah. uh, things here because of the subway, which is weird. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's like really weird. Yeah. Oh yeah, people would just like have their sheep in the Boston Common. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? It would just be like sheep grazing. Yeah. Downtown Boston. Yeah. That was what. Why it was the common. It was the common place that everyone shared for grazing your livestock. I can't imagine. It's all like a movie and that theater, was a cemetery. Oh, at big church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Subway. Not the sandwich place. That's the thing. Like, downtown Boston, the most, as central as you can get to downtown Boston, like, what you're talking about, Boston Common, there is a place where you can stand and you can see two unconnected cemeteries. There's multiple cemeteries down there. There's, like, three. But I'm saying, like, there's that one spot Mm -hmm. on Park Street that you can stand where it's, like, or not Park Street. Because Park's the one that's going up. So it's on Tremont Street. Mm-hmm. The spot you can stand on Tremont Street where you can see two different yeah, cemeteries. You could be standing by like the Burger King. Yep. It's exactly where I'm thinking. And... The 7-Eleven Burger King area and see two different cemeteries. It's, mm, that's so weird. Because it's just, it, there's an old city and there's a whole bunch of them. Just full of skeletons. Just full of skeletons. Sure is. And, you know, I realized there's another one. You can't see, but is right there. Mm-hmm. This is one under that church that isn't the mm-hmm. one near it. <laughs> There's another, like a like an underground tomb under that church. What? Okay, that's the scariest word. Tomb. <laughs> well, because it brings up you know H H Holmes style like scary house. <laughs> you have an underground tomb. That's yeah. bad. But, well, like, that's what you avoid right. in a Victorian horror film. It's like... True. That's true. Meredith. <laughs> she was found in the underground tomb. And now nope. she hunts. She haunts. And that's where Freddy lives now. <laughs> and lives the, in the underground tomb? Well, in Fallout 4, that tomb that we're talking about is where Cheers is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we're getting wildly specific and off-topic. and Wow, very yeah. ass. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Moving on. Okay, now we're in um, some messages that are not about individual episodes. They're, okay. Though some of them go back to those episodes. All right. But anyway. So they're more general and more general. feel. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. So first... Um, we got a Twitter message from uh, Mommy in Color. Mm-hmm. Just rewatched the episode of Frasier when he and Niles believe they're, dis- they're descendants of the Romanovs. Uh, I've heard mention of this family a lot and decided to dig deeper. Currently reading this book that I'll show you in a second. Love the show. And the book is The Family Romanov Murder, Rebellion, and the Fall of Imperial Russia. Oh, wow. Those people are probably in an underground tomb right now. Uh- Probably. Yeah, they're like haunted. It. That's what I want our family photo to look like for Christmas. <laughs> like, how do we get a tintype? Mm-hmm. We need something where everyone just is, you know, like it's so bright that you're just blown out <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you look like a ghost. We got to bring that back, that like 1900s ghost photography. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we need is for our... Yeah, if we do like a a family portrait, what we'll do, we'll do a black and white picture of me 
kind of leaning in a chair with my eyes closed and then fake eyes drawn on my eyelids. Okay, okay. And then we can do another separate exposure of you Mm -hmm. standing and like kind of transparent, put that behind me. Uh Uh-huh. So it's like you're a ghost standing over my body. What are, oh, I thought we were going to get one of those coffins and tilt it up next to you. That could be in that. <laughs> or that. We or know that. some carpenters. <laughs> we do. We do. I was kind of combining two weird yeah, old I, I I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on. How was that book, by the way? Not that you'll be oh, able yeah. to answer, <laughs> um, but it looks interesting. It does. I, I mean, I, I'm curious to know if you write it, I'll read the email and I'll share it with Diana. I really like nonfiction books. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy them. I'm just really slow at reading them. <laughs> That's yeah. why I read like a graphic novel and I'm like, yay, I'm so accomplished. I read a book. <laughs> but it's easier to digest mm-hmm. because it's like an entire story, but it's a graphic novel. So it's like, faster to read mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's how that's how you motivate yourself to read is you read a short one and you're like i can get through moby dick in no time <laughs> and then you're like 200 pages more into moby dick moby dick and then you like go and read another graphic novel and you're like i'm so accomplished <laughs> and productive i can clearly do anything that's my secret mm-hmm. to reading by the way you know <laughs> You know, it's funny. I just saw this tweet that was just like one of my favorite genres of journalism is just people asking famous authors about Moby Dick and then being like, I never read read that crap. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. It's like we have a lot of classics. Uh-huh. And shockingly, I'm not interested in them. <laughs> yeah. Well, Frankenstein, I think, is amazing. Frankenstein's really good. Frankenstein's really great mm-hmm. and worth the hype. Mm-hmm. I've read what's that one? What uh uh has Grendel in it? Beowulf? Yeah, I've read Beowulf multiple times. Mm-hmm. Oh. I just saw some some uh uh excerpts from like a modern like modern slang sort of version of Beowulf mm-hmm. and I'm like I want to read this. Okay. Well, I think that <laughs> that's a I it's weird it's weird. I don't know. I think there's like relevancy there that I enjoyed with that. And mm-hmm. I think Dracula is actually pretty good. Yeah, I remember that being good. Like, um, I don't recommend Jane Eyre. <laughs> I really don't. I've mm-hmm. read it multiple times, so I know. Mm-hmm. Tess of the D'Urbervilles, I think, is better, but I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. I've never read Oscar Wilde. I should read Oscar Wilde. I like I've read... They do the portrait of Dorian Gray, That's right? A, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've read that. Yeah. Okay. I That's don't know a- why. Now we're just talking yeah, about. Okay, talking let's about. go. Let's go. Sorry. Uh, okay. Next. A couple more tweets. First uh, from Michelle Burke on Twitter uh, said, just, I've enjoyed spending the last several years listening to you and Dave. I'm going to miss you. Your podcast has meant a lot to me. Aw. So, thank you. Uh, and then um, we got a recommendation from uh, Nacho Nacho Fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A Montreal fan. I think that's how you say that on Twitter. Um, so, hi. Hope you're both doing well. And if you don't hear from me again, I'd like you to know that I really do appreciate that you've nearly finished the show. You should be proud. Uh, before you get to the finale, however, you might want uh, to have a look at something else. Before the finale on May 13th, 2004, 
A special called Analyzing the Laughter was shown. It's not an official episode, wasn't written by a Frasier writer, and co-stars Fred Willard as Frasier's analyst. It's a clip show that touches on upcoming events. Not sure if it's been officially released. It's not, uh, it's not on the Season 11 DVD, but it shouldn't be too difficult to find online. It works even better after cocktails. Wishing you the very best. So, yeah, we did uh, watch this. Um, uh, we got a little bit of help finding it, and it, we did find it on a questionable side mm-hmm. um but uh yeah we watched this it's it was kind of weird watching it after the fake clip show watching like a real, real clip, clip show, show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um but it was it was it was enjoyable i think it's really interesting that at this time when the conversation about like sort of like therapy was really happening and i i think probably because of like freud and everything i can't People do not, I don't, do you lay on a couch when you go to therapy? Like, I know this is always what you see, but every time I've gone to therapy, I've sat in a chair. Mm-hmm. Like, I probably could lay down. There's actually, one, I sometimes I've sat in a beanbag chair and that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think it's about making you comfortable mm-hmm. and like safe. So like, that's definitely a choice. Mm-hmm. Um. I used to just sit in a chair and then I transitioned to the months much comfier couch where I sit exactly in the middle for some reason. Uh-huh. Even though that makes zero sense because you know that's where the cushions meet. Like Oh, so know, it's like I was I was It's like li- a love seat kind of deal. I was just going to ask you is it two cushions and you're sitting on yep. the crack in the middle? Yes. Okay. That is an interesting choice. I know. I feel I feel like uh like I don't know if a real psychiatrist would think about this, but I feel like like a uh, if it was like Hannibal or something, mm-hmm. he'd he'd have thoughts about what it means that you choose to sit in the like middle. Like a TV on- psychiatrist yeah, 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 would, yeah. yeah. But like one that has those like almost impossible levels of psychiatric deduction, where yeah, they're just yeah, like, like, oh, you choose you've chosen to sit in the middle of the couch because you can't decide. It's because you truly. It's it's actually because you hate your mother and like it suddenly would be this whole thing and it'd be like all of that is true. That's true. It's, it's because, because, because you're actually a ghost and thus <laughs> don't need to be supported by any cushion. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. And then whenever I think about actually attending therapy, mm-hmm. I think about just laying on the carpet <laughs> and sprawling out. I can't mm-hmm. think of anything more comfortable than just like. Can you think of something that's just so not allowed in our society? <laughs> you can't just like go to the dentist and be like, yeah, I'm just lay on the floor in the middle of the lobby. <laughs> like I can't, or middle of the waiting room. Mm-hmm. It's so inappropriate. Like you can do it when you're a kid, right? And then your mom's like, no, you can't do that. Right. Right. No, Billy, mm-hmm. don't do that. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sit in the chair. And you know what, Billy? Live your bliss. <laughs> I don't, I'm just tired. I'm just tired of the, str- I just want to lay on the carpet at the, I'm sure if I told my therapist that she would just think it was hilarious. She'd be mm-hmm. like, you, you go for it. Yeah. Might be dirty. <laughs> right. So you go for it. Um, I don't know why. I think it's because that's the kind of like mental place where I'm like, that would be relaxing, but that's mm-hmm. not never actually what I want. It's just right. what my mind is like, you need to be on the floor. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, I really don't. But thanks. Uh-huh. 
I'm sorry, but I it just made me it made <laughs> I me like think that that's all you have to say. Like that's where you went with this thing about this clip show. But yeah, I get it because he no does because he's on, on the couch and he's yeah. getting more and more comfortable and he has like his shoes on the couch, which I have some thoughts about. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. I don't like shoes on a couch. Of course not. I just mm-hmm. I just can't. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about shoes on a couch? I mean, no, obviously, tissues on a couch. I've totally fallen asleep with shoes on. I mean, look, sometimes that happens. And like, that's I, different. I, but I, like, I, obviously, in general, no to shoes on, on a couch. I remember like, as a kid, I'd be like, obviously, sleeping in my clothes is the best thing I could do. <laughs> I don't have to get dressed in the morning. <laughs> done it. <laughs> Everyone's done it, right? You're just like, this is the fastest way. <laughs> this is the fastest <laughs> way it can be. I, look, I gotta be at school at like eight thirty. Mm-hmm. And I mean, hungry when I wake up. I'm like still asleep. Make mm-hmm. me go to school. Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta shave that time down. You just gotta shave it down to like I'm already dressed. I got my <laughs> coat on. Even mm-hmm. I just you know brush my teeth, do a do a comb in the hair. Uh huh. You know. Okay, fine. Just me. Just me then. No, no, I, I get what you're what you're saying. I've 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 been there. I don't know why this is coming out. This is I'm just I'm just trying I'm just I'm just it's, being vulnerable. Look, it's the last episode. We're running out of time to do tangents. If we don't do enough tangents. Oh, I had to yeah, I had to fill up the get whole all episode. Those tangents out. Okay, yeah, it's true. I've had two weeks without tangents. I've stayed on topic <laughs> the entire time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I gotta let it all out. All right, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Then we have, uh, I think, the last tweet. It's from Salison or Burden Tony, which is simply in response to today when I was just like, last chance to get a message in. It was just, uh, thank you, gonna miss this pod a lot and looking forward to whatever you guys do next. Aw, I just, I thanks everyone for like writing in and tweeting and it, it's still so weird to me that people even listen to this. <laughs> it's still so weird and mm-hmm. amazing. And thank you. Yes, thank you. And I can't believe we did it. I can't believe we did it. It's a big deal. I, know. I, re- I am really proud of ourselves for doing this. I know. Yeah. And a lot of people don't don't get it. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Thanks for getting it. Yes. And um, supporting us because... I, I wanted to quit. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do a podcast. And we did it. We did it. We, we can did. put it on our resume. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I mean, the thing is, like, I would love, I would love to have a, a job that's something more like this. And I would absolutely put it on a resume. Look, we're living in a different world. Remember, they, close the staples down by us to d- do like they're redoing the staples and yeah. it's got a podcast chamber in there I, know. I do think about that where it's like literally like end of last year they finished a complete renovation to make this big like public space that people could go in mm-hmm. and produce things like all together like and then and that was like end of last year and then it was like obviously you can't do that at all like after they just finished completely renovating it just to do that thing like i mean it's just bad timing but it's like 
I really love that that's the direction that like places are going mm-hmm. there. I know that there's another place in Boston. I don't know if it's still there, but it's like a podcast studio place that you can I also rent out. Yeah. And which is really cool because, you know, the vast majority of people that are doing podcasting are like, they're just at home, yeah. like with microphones, just like doing their setup and it would it's sometimes you just like it would be nice to have like a professional space to do that in yep and um it, it would be neat to do that yeah um anyway anyway it's just uh, i'm just in a good mood i'm yeah. just in a good mood and it's good to hear from everyone and i know i'm gonna miss this so much yeah because it's become like such a huge part of our lives like yeah I'm directionless. (laughs) I mean, and the thing is, like, this is going to come up a few times, but, like, I I feel confident saying we're not done doing podcasting. We're just probably not going to do this kind of, like, we're not going to do a thing where, like, to complete it, we have to make 264 episodes to reach a point where we would be done. Well, you know, if like, we do choose that, we know better ways of doing it now. Also that, And yeah. we would probably, you know, take more breaks yeah. and make sure that we take care of ourselves a little better mm-hmm. and not, like, push ourselves into, like, a breaking point. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah, I, I figured Dave and I are going to take some time off this year and then we'll come back in, like, 2021 or something with something. I yeah. don't know what that something is. Yeah. The thing is, like, the whole reason these episodes have been so delayed is because of a project that I'm on that ends in a couple, in like three weeks, which is both exciting and terrifying. But, like, it's a lot, e- it's going to be a lot easier to even think about what our next project looks like when that happens, where like stuff calms down and I'm working a n- normal amount. Yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, like, I, I, there was definitely like it's definitely was stressful i think partly because we simultaneously never wanted to give up but also at times it seemed like there was just so much left to do like yeah especially like some sort of you know middle of the show bad runs of episodes where it's just like i don't want to talk about another bad episode of the show <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> like, yeah and uh, like, but it was kind of fun because we knew that people would write in and agree yeah. with us or be able to help us like think about it in a different mm-hmm. context and yeah. that was always like one of the best parts yeah yeah is really hearing from everyone which yeah. is why we wanted to do this episode mm-hmm. absolutely um Anyway, let's move on to an email. Uh, uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we got an email from Lee Dunn uh, about the <laughs> season nine meetup plan. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to try it again. Kia order, Dave and Diana. I just listened to episode 903 in which you talk about meeting up with listeners in Seattle back at uh, Seattle at the end of the podcast in 2020. It's so jarring to hear recordings of people back in 2019 talking about what they're going to do in 2020. Yeah, uh, COVID has changed all our lives in a way that rarely happens. 
Individuals have life-changing events happen all the time, but we only experience collective changes like this a few times in our lives, if that. I'm so sorry you won't get to do your trip just yet, but one day it will happen, things will get better, and we can all hold on to that. Dave, you're... Sorry, Tereo, uh, <laughs> okay, it's funny that I'm getting, having this much trouble right now in this sentence, your Tereo Maori was great. <laughs> uh, a lot of the sounds in Tereo, it means the language, mm-hmm. I looked that up, um, are similar to Japanese. Uh, the R sound is soft, like a D sound in English. So there are times when I could begin to imitate that and right now my my brain's not connecting that sound to the letter on the page can i can i see what it looks like sure since i'm not reading the letters yeah oh oh this is nice Mm -hmm. i see why it yeah when you're saying it it doesn't really look like how i thought it would be spelled yeah and like I know enough about the Japanese language to look at this and see how it would be similar. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it's like the more I... Uh, it's because you're thinking about it too much. I am thinking about it too much. Yeah, It's yeah. like I could imagine it. and then Don't worry like, about being wrong. Just, like, <laughs> yeah. say, just say it, and I'm sorry that we're just butchering it. But <laughs> it's aw- it's also, like, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I lo- like, the reason... My issue is less about being wrong and more about, like, Having respect for the language. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I really only know about, um, like, Maori, Maori, what is, now I can't say it, (laughs) um, because of a book that I read in college. Mm -hmm. That's really, because Americans are dumb. We don't know about other cultures here, (laughs) unless you are, unless you have a friend that right. knows about that because they are, you know, like culturally, Americans have so much culture, like yeah. because we're made up of so many different kinds of things, mm-hmm. um, which is why I like local state things because mm-hmm. states, local states have like influenced by the different cultures that mm-hmm. live there. You know, like in Chicago, like being Irish is a big deal. Right. And that's also like there's a lot of irish italian immigrants that came to and shaped early boston right. too i mean lots of gem- like generations of immigrants did right. so you have like a lot of influence and then even there's still people immigrants here and that's mm-hmm. also like changing the culture of right. boston meanwhile in this case we're talking about kind of the opposite of like where it's not about immigrants it's about you know, mm-hmm. native people yeah know, and and it's a similar thing where it's just like that's part of where i i hesitate on getting the things wrong where i'm just like i'm i'm gonna do my best but it has a, my wrongness has nothing to do with me not respecting it it's just me having literally no clue how about the language <laughs> which uh yeah this uh simply ends with um all the best to you both. I'm looking forward to hearing the last two episodes. Kia kaha, kia ora, be strong, be well, Lee. And thank you for that. And for It's really powerful and touching. It is, it is. Thank like you. sometimes things just sound better in different languages, right? Because they have more power or meaning because mm-hmm. other languages have more specific language, mm-hmm. like more like 
I'm, for saying, like, you know, it's like German, it, there's always those things about, like, German having all those words meaning something, like, mm-hmm. you, you just don't have, it's like a feeling, right. but we don't have that in English because we hide all our feelings. Right. And no one will know about them. Right. It's like, um. It's okay, express yourself, it's all right. <laughs> you can lay down in the carpet and let it all out. Right. It's like. There's a major difference between just I'm saying it's just because you mentioned German, like words like like zeitgeist and gestalt and things like they have very different feeling. If you know what those words mean, it has a very different feeling than translating them and using the English version mm-hmm. of that. And it's like you're theoretically saying the same thing, but it it is very different hearing it in that because it's just sort of like this hasn't been translated. This is just like it it its own meaning well like contained. japanese also has words lots of words for very specific kinds of feelings like right. even the whole thing with like uh marie kondo or marie right. uh kondo that whole like sparking joy like that mm-hmm. is hard to explain to americans who do not feel that way about possessions right it's very like that term it doesn't mean what we mean from that phrase. Like the with well, the, fra- the Japanese f- phrase that she's using does yeah. not mean like what spark joy would mean to an, an English speaker is not what the phrase that's translated to that means. Also, but I I think like we you some people are able to sort of like get that meaning of yeah. that. Yeah, and I think it's this is something that maybe doesn't have the most practical use but it makes me feel good to have it it mm-hmm. may it, you know like some you know like Fraser's is a perfect example of that mm-hmm. where we get that very expensive vase in the background mm-hmm. very impractical item yeah but you know he it we- makes him feel good to see it right and also but more importantly talk about it as a translation we can say like Seeing that in the background mm-hmm. tells us something mm-hmm. without knowing it's a truly worth mm-hmm. tens of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. We just look at it and we go, okay, I've got a feel for this guy. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Where, uh, you know, if you're, if you, if you see like a fridge from the eighties, mm-hmm. then you're like, I've got a different feel for what this home is. Yep, yep. It's it's good set design. Mm-hmm. Weird frog statue, also good set design, because you're just like, I don't know what's going on here, but like, I know what's going on here. Like, yep. I don't know what that is. It doesn't. I have no clue, but the fact that that's in this apartment just tells me something about this person. Yep. All right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, do you want to move on? Should we move yes, on? Yes, yes. Always, always. Always. Just constant. I'll just barrel through. No. No, okay. No, we had to barrel our eccentricities into the mix <laughs> as well. We had to let those out because we can't keep them down. Correct, yes. We had to let out our frog statues. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, moving on, we have a uh, uh, email from... So now these are more the ones that are just... These are all like after we were done. Okay. Completely after we were done. Okay. So... First an email from Sean Holland. Oh no. 
Just a thank you. Okay. Seems like yesterday I was listening to another un- unnamed podcast about the show Frasier. I got frustrated by the lack of episodes and searched for other Frasier podcasts. Lo and behold, I found tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Your pod was so much fun to listen to. Someone else there was overanalyzing a fictional show about opera and puns like me. Um, then I started emailing my facts and theories. Probably too many of them, but you always had a nice and thoughtful answer. Then over time, something funny started to happen. We became friends. I felt like I was part of the team in some minor way. Same with Ben, who I became friends with too. We've all had some rough times over the course of the pod, but I always look forward to new episodes. A bit of normal in these crazy, sad times. I'm going to miss the tangents, the fun stories, the theories, the hockey talk, all of it. Thank you so much, Diana and Dave. I was, uh, I was listening, and I'm very happy I did. Big hugs to both of you. Oh, big hugs! XOXOXO! Big hugs. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you I, fe- I want to do, like, somebody... I feel like what these letters are to me is someone coming to my door for, like, Halloween, for mm-hmm. trick-or-treat. Mm-hmm. And then... We've given them an episode of the podcast to listen to. <laughs> and I'll give some like hugs and kisses. The worst candy maybe to get on Halloween. <laughs> they're always unwrapped. They're, they're always, you know what I mean by like the Hershey's kisses? There's always oh, ones like that are on la- bit, the little foil. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. can I eat this? And you're like, and you're like yeah. Yeah. Now I'm like, no. No. Who knows? No. <laughs> like, right now. Like, even if it was somehow like I would never be, I'll never be comfortable with something like that again. I think it'd just be like there'll be a part of me that'll always be like, "No, that's contaminated." Nah, <laughs> nah, I'm already over it. <laughs> All right. I'm no. I mean yeah, that's but, not true, but it's hard to know yeah. because this is me we're talking about. Like I have constant worry as my default. <laughs> uh-huh. I was worried. I've been worried. Mm-hmm. I've been worried, and I am worried. Mm-hmm. And we're moving on. Thank you. Thank you for trick or treating here. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. And An thank audio you trick or treat. It's both here. We it's definitely get both. the tricks and both. treats. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Thank. Thank you for all of your emails over all this time, and thank you for your. They were great. They were great and yes. informative, and I always loved that. If we didn't do the research, Sean <laughs> would. Yeah. Because I think it's like, I'm not taking notes during the recording. I'm not going to remember to do a thing. Which is being silly. And there was sometimes some guilt around that. But I also think that you did become part of the team. And you became like the team. And I was like, you know what? Sean's got this. (laughs) He's got this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He'll work it out for us. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, All right. Should we move on? Or did you have more you wanted to say on that? No. I'm good. Okay. Okay. Then we have an email from Laura Crane. Until next time. Hi, Diana and Dave. Putting off the sentimental thank yous and goodbyes for a moment. Thoughts on the final episode, which I've always thought should be named One Last Misunderstanding. That would have been a great title. <laughs> would have been. One of the things I've always loved is that Roz's ending is about her career. They did episodes where she was trying to advance her career, but she always ended up back in the booth with Frasier, which is where they needed the character for the show, but that seemed beneath her for so long. It was great that a strong, independent female character didn't need a relationship to have a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, I was really happy by that too, because we'd seen her kind of get that role at that other place, which Mm -hmm. she did not like. Mm -hmm. She didn't really feel at home there. That wasn't her place. Right. And so... 
it's nice how that happens and we get mm-hmm. but we also get kind of a happy thing for kenny too where we he's do. like yeah. yeah oh well mm-hmm. i don't really actually want this job i want a different kind of job yeah and even though kenny's like a total disaster mm-hmm. it's nice and yeah. I, I i and it makes so much sense for ross to get that and mm-hmm. she deserves it i agree the thing is like it made sense for Roz to get the station manager job forever ago when she got it. It yeah. just didn't make for a better show. Yeah. Like, yeah. is the problem. Like, it literally came down to, like, after 11 seasons, yeah, Roz should have had that manager job a while ago. And just, like, it, it clearly became tough to be like, how do we do this show with Roz on it as regularly as she needs to be and have her be working at a different station. And that's a lot harder to do. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, no, she, um, I'm, I am also really glad that they they did that for her. So. Uh, as for Daphne's giving birth so quickly, all I'll say is that I've heard all kinds of birth stories from my friends and family members. And I know a couple of women who had a baby within 30 minutes of the first sign of labor. Wow. Yeah, so I can live with it. And please stop talking about fluids. Uh, This is almost as bad as dough urine. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Honestly, the only reason I was talking about it so much is because the same thing had come up in a different episode of Frasier. And we had talked about it being kind of ridiculous the way it happened in that episode. We don't know. But it was like, it was so over the top in the other episode that Mm -hmm. it was like, this it happening again in this one it was like okay we already it's it's can we've already had the canon established you know within the fraser universe of how this works don't talk about it like a canon all right <laughs> here I mean. so as not to focus too much on on more fluids let's move on to the next part of the email <laughs> but a different kind of liquids it's i love that line i'll miss the coffees and I'll tell you what we'll miss about your podcasts. We'll miss the list of drinks, the ratings with eight decimal places, uh, the good word, the personal stories, the weird tangents and nonsense, and the times when, listening on my commute, I made some comment out loud only to have one of you say the same thing. And of course, the laughter, which you've all needed lately. Can't thank you enough for that. So I'll keep a lookout for your next project. And until then, I promise that I won't forget to look behind things. This is Laura Crane signing off and wishing you good mental health. Fondly, Laura. So, thank you thank you heart 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 <laughs> here are some here are some kisses and hugs <laughs> if you like chocolate yeah some are slightly unwrapped it's just, slightly unwrapped. i'm sorry they're just in the bag like that <laughs> i just i i didn't do it i didn't lick any of them i promise <laughs> p.s here's my favorite from each season you don't have to read this on podcast if you don't want to of course i want to yeah I yeah uh this is really hard to do i I can't pick just one as my overall favorite. Wow, you've given us a task that even you can't handle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Anyway, season one, author, author. Okay. Good, good. Uh, Two, Seed of Power. Okay. Three, Moon Dance. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Four, Ham Radio. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Five, First Date. It's a good one. It's a Mm -hmm. good one. Six, The Seal Who Came to Dinner. Oh, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, A classic. Classic. Seven, Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight, Taking Liberties. Good one. Good one. The Butler one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is good. Nine, The Proposal. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, ten, fathers and sons. Trying to blank on which one fathers and sons is. I hope it's a goth one. <laughs> <laughs> that was this season. That was this season, yeah. Uh, wow. Eleven is the doctor is out. Okay. Which, yeah. Yeah. Good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Uh, yeah, I haven't gone through them, so I can't say we, we're, we're still got to decide. We still got to decide. You got to decide right now. <laughs> oh, look at that. I found a list of 11 episodes that's perfect. <laughs> now, we obviously have to decide not talking to each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to oh, do yeah. it separately or else we'll influence each other. Yeah, no, totally got to That's do why we, we used to take our notes together mm-hmm. and then... And then we stopped doing that because it yep. was just faster. And I think Dave really doesn't like talking about the episode. No. And I'm like, but, and you're like, no. Yeah. And I'm like, but, and you're like, no, can't yeah. do it. No. And I think that's made for probably better episodes in mm-hmm. a way since we have more like, not conflict, but um, see things differently. Yeah. So we have a different perspective. Right. And I want to I say my reason for it is more about being more candid. Like yeah, I, yeah. Like I, I want to have the real, natural, original reaction to like if you've got a question, I want to be thinking about it live on here. I want it. And you want to be see, doing it live. <laughs> I want to be doing it live, right? Um, <laughs> because like, I don't want to try to recreate. If we have a good conversation about it, if like, like I don't want to have it a second time. And try to remember like the what we were discussing about it. I wanted yeah, to like yeah. feel real and new and candid as we're recording it. I really liked. Uh, well, I mean, it was a pain at the time, but we had to redo R- Road Warrior, <laughs> and I think um, <laughs> um, I think it made it stick in my mind a lot more mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah. Because we had to talk about it twice. Yeah. And like the second time we did, we didn't even talk about the same things because <laughs> right. we, I like, I feel like in some kind of way we tried to recreate it, mm-hmm. but we couldn't really. And so I think we alluded to a lot of things that we didn't say out loud because we're like, well, we already did this once. Yeah. And yeah. so we lost a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of interesting in and of itself. I agree. I agree. Um, Anyways, yeah, we're just going to restart this podcast all over again <laughs> and then go in with this knowledge that we have this time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And but we're going to do we're going to just like watch all 11 seasons in one day. <laughs> I don't think it's possible. It's literally impossible. I know. Um. <laughs> Tune in for our next uh, Lord of the Rings podcast. <laughs> oh, man, I would. Anyway, um. I do want to say, this reminds me, just a little side thing, because I, I haven't, I think it happened after we recorded the last episode, possibly. Okay. Where I wrote the thing that I wrote. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I've been talking for a long time about the sort of weird, like, existential impact of Star Trek existing in Frasier and everything they talk about in it. So, I did write... Uh, a medium article uh about kind of my theory about what that would mean uh for it to exist there so if you uh if you look at my twitter right now um it's the pinned tweet that's on there or just like a look for like a a highly localized distortion 
that's what the title is on Medium. Okay. So, or Frasier, the Final Frontier. Um, those are that's the subtitle. Um, in case that isn't still the pin tweet when you're finally listening to this someday down the line. Um, but I, I was very pleased with the way that it turned out, and um, the and I only bring it up because the I think the fact that we re- recorded the Road Warrior episode twice because it made it stick in my mind also mm-hmm. it became somewhat influential in that in mm-hmm. its own way um which is just what made me think of it right now but uh i'm very proud of that uh how that is it turned out written a couple different medium articles mm-hmm. and i think they're both about time travel aren't they or about like inconsistencies yeah yeah the other ones- if you love how dave's brain works <laughs> I highly recommend reading the Fraser one just because so much of it is based on this podcast, obviously. <laughs> and it's just really wonderful to see Dave's brain unraveling in this thing. And I'm like, yes, yes, this is more of this. This is wonderful. Uh, and I love, well, I love when Dave says he's going to do something and commits and does it because dave has a lot of amazing ideas that he just doesn't get around to because um he has add and he forgets Uh and he does like three thousand things all at one time (laughs) um and and it's really great to see dave like embraces creativity um dave is like one of the best writers i know you're you're a really great writer. Thank you. <laughs> and um, everyone should push Dave to like write more and do that because whenever he commits to creative activity, he finds so much joy at in, in it, uh, and it really fuels him to keep going in this sometimes sad and trying world. <laughs> Where we all had to kind of do things we don't love. Mm-hmm. To because capitalism. Yeah. So I love to encourage Dave's preposterous, <laughs> ridiculous ideas because he's fun. Like he's so fun. And there's no one I could do this podcast with other than Dave. Just from the time we first met, we started making and riffing jokes off each other. I mean, we always had this ability to just naturally do that as like a weird comedy partners. And I think that, um, I don't know, like you're the perfect partner for this podcast. And it always just makes me happy and no i didn't rehearse any of this this is just <laughs> all very genuine just coming out right now based on dave talking about this article at that was so silly and i don't know i i think i need to give you credit for how much you've brought this whole podcast together like yes i might have been like let's do a Fraser podcast but you edited it you've listened to all our gro- gross mouth noises <laughs> You learn to like embrace like imperfection and you've learned to just like get weird. (laughs) You just let yourself be really, really weird. And 
I love it. And I feel like I saw you like flourish from this project. And I love that. And it's been great like doing this with you. I'm recording this mm -hmm. with you. Thank you. I, I, was, I, I wasn't prepared for any of that. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, thank you. You're welcome. I, you don't have to say anything. I feel like back. I should reciprocate, but no, I don't. Yeah, I don't no, no. Okay. It's fine. Okay. You can. You, you, it's something you need to think about, and that I just came out just right now. Like okay. it. It. I just came, the word just came to me right now. So I just let myself say them because it seemed like a good time to say it. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so we are now about an hour and a half into this recording. Okay. We've got three emails left. Okay. We're about half done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, the next email comes from Maria Dunn. Okay. Uh. Yeah, by the way, we definitely, like, we had a, a definitely a set group of people where I was like, if we don't get these things soon, I'm going to have to start reaching out to people because it's going to feel wrong if we don't finish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't get them before we record. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, so Maria writes, hello, Dave. Hello, Diana. Congratulations on managing to podcast your way through the whole 11 seasons of Frasier, even even through the sticky patches with uh, Julia and Fat Daphne and Noel being <laughs> Noel. Uh, <laughs> by the way, a little side thing from me. Uh, mm -hmm. I appreciate um, Maria writing Fat exclamation mark Daphne. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh, that's some f some fan fiction stuff mm -hmm. where like, where, like uh, uh, not everybody would know what that means mm -hmm. writing it that way. But I'm just like, oh, I recognize this. This 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 specific uh, um uh uh sort of internet etiquette kind of thing mm -hmm. of like like alternate versions. Anyway, uh, uh, it's a tremendous achievement, and you should be very proud of yourselves. I don't really have much to say about the last episodes or even the show as a whole, mainly because I think I said most of it throughout your run. The do Did I ever mention how much it annoys me that Daphne calls Eddie's bottom a fanny? No English person would call it that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Um, like Daphne says in another episode, much like lifts and flats and lollipop people, uh, fanny can never be anything other than what we use it for, which is slang for vulva, in case you didn't know. I wanted to save you a risky Google. Yeah, we knew. We're, yeah, we yeah, know. We're, we're, we right. know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're, we're watching Fleabag right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I feel like it's got to come up at some point. I'm kind of surprised. I, d I don't know that it has. Maybe they, they just the... don't use slang. <laughs> they definitely do. They don't use any slang in Fleabag. <laughs> there's no slang whatsoever. There's no contractions. There's it's always no slang. so it's weird a... when there's like one American hanging out with one of British people. Uh-huh. It's just like, get out of the crude, rude person. I, I go very Rufio. <laughs> Actually, I think that was Robin Williams. I think it was like Peter Pan that says that. It's I like, think so, yeah. Because it's the, like the a pre-chewed food dude. Yep! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even know how you remember that. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Does Hook have time travel in it? No. Can you talk about Hook having time travel in it? Because <laughs> I want to hear your analysis I mean, of that movie. I mean, uh, well, I say no 
to be fair, there's definitely some, like, time dilation stuff happening because of the fact that, like, if you don't age in Neverland, then it must exist in a, in a, in a sort of dimension where time is warped around. If you're not aging, it has to be. Time has to be passing without you aging, like. I know. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, I partially just decided to go into it because I thought you would appreciate me actually, me actually having a thing. I do. Like, to say I do. It. So. Anyway, I said I wanted to tell you what your podcast has meant to me in my life. Oh, no. Oh, Uh, no. I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. Prepare yourself. Okay, hold on. Hold on. All right. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. I put down my drink. (laughs) I'm I'm holding onto the couch. Okay. Okay. I'm holding onto the bus, the bus railing. Okay. So I'm trying to... Stick with reading full paragraphs, okay. but I have an, a thing to say immediately on the opening line here. Okay. On this one, which is, I didn't really discover podcasts until my daughter was born in, do- in June 2014. Okay. So, and I want to quickly respond to that because the thing is, like, I don't know if I fully said this, but I feel like I've alluded to it. I didn't listen to podcasts before. I listen to so many podcasts now, but I didn't listen to podcasts until very shortly before we started this one. Diana had been talking about doing a Frasier podcast for a while, and I like was all for doing it, but I didn't know where to even begin because I didn't listen to podcasts. So I was like, "What? Is- I know there are podcasts about shows, but what do people even talk about? on them what do people do on them and then i started this i was like you know what let me just pick one i just saw a thing about this podcast the gilmore guys i was like let me listen to this that's a thing about a podcast about a show and you were watching gilmore girls at the time so i was mm-hmm. like i was like i knew some of what was going on so mm-hmm. i was like let me just get an idea of what this is like. And then, like, I also listened, briefly listened to one about The Walking Dead. And then I was just like, okay, I see how this can work. But, like, literally, I didn't, I didn't even know how to do listening to podcasts mm-hmm. until fairly shortly before we started this one. So I could just be like, Diana wants to do this thing. Let me figure out what podcasts even are. Mm-hmm. And, like, the fact that podcasts are such a big part of my life now, both in entertainment and like my creative output is kind of wild considering when this very shortly before this started i had literally never listened to a podcast before i got dave into every hobby (laughs) most hobbies Mm -hmm. um except baseball Mm -hmm. and i mean not like every hobby it's like dave wrote Dave was a writer when we met, yeah. and we both did blogging. I mean, how you know, we were very into music, mm-hmm. and you know, but it's like when we started streaming on Twitch, mm-hmm. I kind of introduced you to that. Yeah. You introduced and, me to Let's Plays first. Yep. And then streaming. And then streaming. I was just like, look at this cool stuff other people are doing. Let's mm-hmm. do this. Yeah. And we're like, okay. Yeah, we were ahead of the curve and then fell off before the curve. That's always <laughs> been the case. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. We were blogging way before blogging was a job you had. Yeah. I had been blogging for years before I heard somebody say the word blog. And I was like, what the heck is a blog? And somebody was like, well, it's the thing we've been doing. Mm-hmm. For years, because it was a different person on the blogging site that I was on, and they mm-hmm. were like, "Well, it's 
this? I was like, oh. Oh, people made fun of me. I would talk about that in class, like in my college class. And you would mm-hmm. think that people in your writing classes would mm-hmm. know about that stuff. And yeah. it turns out, no. And now, um, you know, what? Uh young millennials essentially which is Mm -hmm. most of them um (laughs) are i don't know it's just they just embraced all that stuff yeah and you know like i we were really told Mm -hmm. that those things weren't possible when we were growing up those weren't things and now we're like there's so many possibilities there really actually are there really are and so Mm-hmm. I don't know what the point was. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Go on. Sorry. I ruined the whole sentence. No, 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 I ruined no, no. You read one sentence I, and now we're off on no, the tangent. I wanted to talk about that thing before it got into this that's like really not on that topic. Okay. Just because like that stuck out to me because I thought it would be if I hadn't really gotten into it before, now is the time that people might find it interesting to know that like literally the only reason I learned about podcasts I didn't listen to podcasts. I started listening to them and learned about them because you wanted to do a Fraser podcast. And I was like, let me figure, let me figure out what the heck a TV podcast even looks like. I've had two people ask to do podcasts with me because they do this. Right. And I think that's really awesome. Like I've never like, that's really cool that people find this valuable Mm -hmm. and entertaining or like think I'm an expert at this, which I'm certainly not at all. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Anyone's that's an expert in it, I just talk. It's Dave. Dave is the expert, like I said. He's everything. He's um, everything to this podcast. Without Dave, there is no podcast. And I'm going to tell you a significant portion of how this podcast exists is like the worst way to do it. But I get it out there. It happens. <laughs> Some of it I'm very good at. Some of it I'm like... I don't know how to do You've this. You've learned techniques. You've I've learned, learned techniques. The tips and tricks. I have. Anyway, let's talk about let's Maria's talk about. email. Actual email. Okay. So, didn't really discover podcasts until uh, my daughter was born in June 2014. Uh, nothing prepares you for the unique loneliness of being a stay-at-home parent, especially in the early months. The constant grind of washing up, doing laundry, and pouring milk into an ever-hungry baby keeps your body busy, but leaves your mind free to dwell on whatever awful things your sleep-deprived, anxiety-prone brain wants to conjure up. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can imagine. Because I don't even have the anxiety part, but the part of me that can't handle, like, monotonous, long, like, things, I, I can't imagine trying to deal with that part of it that just sort of like grind of like you said of of just welcome to my life (laughs) welcome to my life sometime after dragging my poor baby to her umpteenth doctor's appointment to check she didn't have meningitis or spina bifida or breast cancer i wish i was joking i decided i really needed to find something else to occupy my thoughts and as I was vaguely aware of podcasts being a thing, and as I had an encyclopedic knowledge of Frasier, having watched it on a loop for the past 10 years, I decided that Googling Frasier podcast would be a good place to start. Um, I didn't find you straight away. Yeah, a little side note, I'm not surprised because of what you're about to say, because somebody way more popular made a new podcast after us with a very similar title. <laughs> so, much better. It's a it's much a better, better name. Title. It's, it's a, a better, better title. title 
better title. I'm sorry. He has an assistant and teams. Yeah. We have ourselves. We have ourselves and our own broken brains. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they're broken. Well, they're broken specifically in the way that they're broken, but it's yeah. not. It's not like it's not that different. Because mm-hmm. I think I. You know what I've learned? What's that? That I love tangents. <laughs> but that this is what it's like to go get diagnosed with an anxiety disorder from a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it seems like your anxiety is a lot and you can't do normal things you want to do. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yep. And they're like, okay, you got an anxiety disorder. And they ask you questions to, to see sort of maybe do you have other things or like, what am I treating mm-hmm. you for? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I think I have OCD. And they're like, well, is it enough that it prevents you from like living your life? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I guess not. And they're like, okay, well, you have obsessive compulsive tendencies and that is how you're diagnosed. Uh-huh. That is how you're diagnosed. It's just a ra- it's just random. Uh-huh. To me it just feels like entirely random. I agree. I'm just trying uh sorry, I'm just not I'm I feel like I missed a step cuz I don't know I was talking I about I was talking about Google SEO and then and then I don't remember. <laughs> Okay, just cut this all out. Just cut it all out. Nope. No, no, let's keep no, it in. Let's cut, cut it all out. It makes zero sense. I better. I probably. No. You're probably gonna listen back and be like, "This is what it was," or maybe mm-hmm. not. Maybe not. I w- that'll decide if I cut it out or not. Okay. Anyway, all I was saying is that, like, when you're a famous person with a popular podcast network, if you come out with a podcast with a similar name to somebody who has no following. You're Google the search engine optimization. Like, you're gonna get to that top because here's the thing. If you search for, if I search for our podcast, I still find talk salads and scrambled eggs. Well, they never finished that. So. I know. They stopped forever ago. And that's what I'm saying is like, because they're so popular. I know. It's actually wonderful. It's actually not because they didn't finish or anything. It's actually wonderful that it that makes our accomplishment even a bigger deal. Because yeah. they did that to make money and it wasn't working, right? They must have stopped. I, mean, I, I truly believe from what I the little bit that I listened to from that podcast that both of them legitimately love Frasier. Like I I believe like of course they did it partly for money because of what they're it's what they're doing, right? right they're podcasters. Right. It's what they do. Right. Right. Um, like, at this point, Kevin Smith is more of a podcaster than a filmmaker in terms of, like, what he's actually creating. Mm-hmm. So, but I truly believe they both love Frasier. Like, I will not deny in any way that I truly believe both of them are legitimate fans of Frasier. Mm-hmm. I just... It's, it's my own personal like sort of sort of jokey vendetta against that show where i know somebody involved with it knew we existed when that came out and well then, look like, for a new but- podcast about bigfoot <laughs> uh i'm sorry yeah, i do not that's have a very specific <laughs> i don't have i don't have a Scottish accent, so I'm sorry for, but the, our next podcast on Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, just just Mothman, 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't know uh, El Chupacabra. We just need another one of those podcasts, don't we? We totally do. And then Jackalope Jackalope podcast. No, I don't think that exists. It probably doesn't exist unless it's hosted by Dave Coulier. <laughs> okay, my eyes shot out of my head. <laughs> they sure did. I don't know. I feel like Dave Coulier's got to be kind of sketchy at this point. Well, considering he may or may not have inspired the the like the feminist anthem of the 90s, You Oughta Know by Alanis Morissette, makes me think, you know, there might be some issues. But, I don't know, maybe it's just that, like, he's just a uh, dude. He's just a dude. He's just a dude, and dudes in general. It's a social, it's a, that's because our social... Yes. It's a social construct. It was yep. constructed for us, and we're all we're all to blame. Yep. We're all to blame. You don't have to live that way. You can choose a different way. Mm-hmm. You can choose a different way. Yes. Anyway, this. I'm whole, sorry. This it whole is okay. Has been about because of me just making a thing about search engine optimization. All I want to <laughs> say is that I'm definitely feeling the strength now. Yeah. And same. now it's just gonna be downhill from here so i'm glad we're getting to the emotional emails now so sorry i will shut up for maria dunn i will shut up i'm so sorry i don't care we're gonna take forever to do this This we're just gonna gonna, it's just gonna be four hours no no limits i mean there's a limit of about 49 minutes okay let's go um anyway so didn't find you straight away okay now i'm gonna get into why like it's, it's sort of just a jokey vendetta against kevin smith is going to come up very briefly um i didn't find you straight away i found the surreal fraser files and talk salad uh, sorry talk anything but salad <laughs> but it was on the latter that kevin smith suggested listening to tgif arcade as they probably talk way more about fraser than he and matt mira did weird yeah weird yeah yeah myra mira myra I don't, Mira. I, Mike Mira. Yeah, I thought it was Mira. I'm not sure. Marin? Mike Marin. No. You're thinking of Mark Marin, who is a completely unconnected person. Oh, okay. He's a completely different person. He's a comedian who I'm familiar with. I thought that did, was the person. He's a podcaster. No, Matt Mira is a completely different podcaster. Okay, I don't know. Mark Marin is a comedian who I knew before podcasting was a thing, but it's, okay. yeah, different person. Um, Well... He was right, so I defected, and I've been listening to you ever since. My great, my my gravy, my baby grew into a school child while I was listening. I moved house and changed jobs while I was listening. I created a whole new person while I was listening, and this time, after my son was born, I made sure I was plugged into the Stitcher app all through another endless cycle of housework and baby care. I even listened uh, during the night feeds to stop myself falling asleep. Oh. I somehow didn't know that you had like a daughter, even though I feel like I should have known. We that. did know. I think I forgot. It's weird how we, a whole family was built. Yeah, a whole family, a whole family was built while this <laughs> podcast was happening, which is yeah. insane. Yeah. The thing is, like, it's also a little insane to know that like that's just been happening for people around the world, but also like connected to this i know multiple people right now that are pregnant yeah 
or like had a baby during the pandemic because they were they were pregnant they were already, yeah, yeah or yeah. they found out they were pregnant mm-hmm. or you know like and now oh, they're yeah, like nine months enough. pregnant you know they're like ready to get birth now yeah oh yeah it's been long enough that you might have found out it when everyone else was going into lockdown yeah like i think there are people that like found out they were pregnant like in march yeah so they might have been like oh, that's rough or like they were three months pregnant or something and it's just like wow this is like fascinating time mm-hmm. like multiple people and it's just a normal life event but feels so much more intense because of the landscape of things oh yeah yeah all right anyway sorry anyway, um so podcasts alleviate loneliness in a way that tv and radio just can't compete with with you both i really felt like i was listening in on a couple of friends having an interesting conversation of course you're not the only podcast I listen to now. They're kind of addictive, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Uh, <laughs> but um, but it's you that have been with me the longest, and it's you I always think of when I reflect on how podcasts save my sanity during my daughter's early years. It's now my number one tip for other first-time parents. Feel like you want to scream into a pillow? Try a podcast instead. <laughs> um, or both. Or both. Or both. Or, or both. both. You can do both. Um. Anyway, this has become way more self-indulgent than I meant to, uh, than I meant it to. Live your bliss. Live your bliss. Indulge, indulge, indulge. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, Especially when so much of it is actually about us. (laughs) 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 We're like, okay, we're like the Zales. We're like the Zales of podcasts. (laughs) Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think sales is good. But you know, like we're (laughs) I I I, what's a Tiffany's? We're the Tiffany's a podcasters. Uh Uh We're like rich and influential. (laughs) Look at our infinity pool. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not like I woke up and my neck super hurts and I'm doing all these movements and it hurts my entire body or anything. (laughs) Right. Fine. It's fine. Totally fine. We're all fine. Dave has just kept saying like live your bliss lately. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, it's true. Just live your bliss. It's okay. Buy those shoes that say spooky on them. It's fine. Yeah. Just do it. Because what matters right now? You know what matters? TGIF Arcade (laughs) and this podcast. Thank you for listening and indulging. And it's fine. And I give you permission. (laughs) And I give you permission to indulge. And it's all right. I want to hear about you and your life. Thank you. Yes. Um. So. But I just wanted you to know what a difference you made and how much I appreciate that you kept going until the very end. My son just turned two last month, and it's rather bittersweet that your podcast has come to an end uh, just as his proper babyhood has. Thank you for seeing me through. Kind regards, Maria Dunn. P.S. I'm not planning to have another baby, but if I do, then I'm going to need you to come out of retirement immediately. Thanks. Let us know. Let us, let know. us know. Yeah. Well, again, like, I would suspect, if you're not planning too soon, that we will be back with something before that happens. Yeah, um, we could be the inspiration for the new baby. <laughs> Listen to TGI Date Night, and who knows? Uh- <laughs> 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 oh, We're like so the dumb. least romantic people so, of all time. Unless you're into ghosts. Then definitely listen to TGI Arcade. TJ, sorry, definitely listen to TGI Date Night. We'll help you explain how to date a ghost. Definitely, hundred percent. 
And then our next movie should be Ghost. <laughs> I can't believe we've never done Ghost on we that. We should do Ghost. We should do Ghost. Okay. Got another uh, email from Lee Dunn about the last episode. Okay. I just listened to the last episode. Uh, one of the many things I will miss once I listen my way through the end of season 10 and through season 11 is Diana reminding us all to look behind things. <laughs> Uh, thank you both for your hard work and dedication to your creation over the past five years. Don't stop podcasting. You're too good at it. <laughs> what? Wow. Wow. Hanui Lee. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Uh, thank you so much for that. That's very kind of you to say. No one has ever said that. No one has ever said that. Uh, Do you know yeah. how meaningful that is for someone just to say that to you? Mm -hmm. You know, like when somebody says, like, you're beautiful or you're a good writer or you write the best things about time travel I've ever read. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it's a lot. Like, it really, really yeah. means a lot. It's like, it, it seems like really simple, but a lot of people don't say those things out loud. Mm -hmm. and. It just felt really good to hear that. Yeah. Thank you. And it, yeah. and it felt, it feels really good for anyone that has ever shared <laughs> any kind of like how meaningful this podcast has been for them, which is kind of like almost all of these letters. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm just like so touched by that. And yeah, yeah. like I don't want to quit podcasting because mm -hmm. of that. So yeah. thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, it's funny, like, obviously that's sort of like, I get that that's sort of the meaning behind everybody else saying, like, what this podcast has meant, but it's it's like, there's something different about hearing someone say just that we're good at podcasting, where I'm like, oh, wait, what? Did that, is that a thing? That's true. Did that I happen? didn't know. I didn't <laughs> even know that. But, like, obviously, if everybody else is saying that this podcast means something to them or is important or whatever, then, like... They're getting that's, value that's out of it. That's what they're saying. It's just, like, brains are dumb. Brains are dumb and they shut out all the good things yeah. and we need good things. We do. We, we do. need the good things. Mm -hmm. And we need the good words. We do. Maybe not the good word, but the good words. Yeah. Yep. And thank you. Thank you. It, it's like meaning. It's very meaningful, mm -hmm. especially now when everything is so much. Yes. So... Thank you. And then that brings us. Oh no! To the last email. This is Ben's email. It is Ben's email. It's it like four pages long. I mean, the thing is, it's in. I have it in Google Docs. I couldn't tell you how long it is in terms of pages. Okay. Because it doesn't say in what I'm in, but I got. I, I'm gonna tell you. I got a little worried last night at like eight o'clock. I was like, I don't still have an email. We still don't have an email from Ben. Is Ben going to write to us? And then I got an email at what was apparently in his time like quarter or two in the morning. Because mm -hmm. he's getting up early. Ah, he's so, getting up early at two in the morning. Yeah, writing to us at like almost two in the morning because he's getting up early to do a hike. Uh, so, yeah. Hopefully a bowling ball didn't fall on your head in the middle of the night. <laughs> Like Dave. That was less of a hike. It was a walkathon. It's different. 
Okay. Well, still a small bowling ball <laughs> fell still on your a head. a small bowling ball fell on my head right before I went on I mean, the walk. only way that could even happen to <laughs> most other people is that they'd have to have those Rube Goldberg machines going mm-hmm. around their house, like some Pee Wee Herman set up to make their, like, weird orange juice. <laughs> it's true. It comes out of a sponge. <laughs> yeah, it's totally just a sponge. Uh, before I actually get into the email... Ben did write me specifically not in this before it uh, to say he spoke. He reached out to a friend who had the season 11 DVDs. Oh, and that the so in the in the final episode, you know how I said like the transcript had like a whole extra wedding scene. Yeah, we didn't see. Um, So and he's going to go into some of this, but. The one scene that didn't exist in what we saw as the two separate episodes does exist in the full one episode version. So it must have more to do like the weird discrepancies that we saw, mm-hmm. I think, have less to do with how it aired and more to do, like wh- like which country it aired in and more to do with whether it was whether you're viewing it as like the one out al- like one full hour long block or two separate episodes got it so uh so uh ben's email the end mm-hmm. of an era oh no uh, hi D. see i like that i like that like it like that like that hi D. uh you know it's quite hard to believe that i'm writing to you about fraser for the last time i'm gonna say i feel like that's not true i feel no. like that's not true it's just true in terms of the podcast yeah <laughs> yeah Anyway, we're uh, here for all your late night thoughts on <laughs> Frasier. Our, yeah. The email hasn't closed down. Yeah, yeah. We're still here for you. Yeah, yeah. It's still going to be there. Five years from now, I hope that we get an email. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. As I said in my previous email, the podcast has been a part of my life for years now, and it's not easy to accept the fact that there will no longer be a new episode waiting for me every Friday morning. I mean, to be fair, that's been true for a couple of months now. But <laughs> but here we are. It certainly feels like an ending and not one I'm altogether happy to embrace. Uh, anyway, let's talk about the last few episodes because I'm certainly going to make the most uh, of my final opportunity to write in. Uh, I've decided to say very little about Detour because I want this to be a pretty positive email. Okay, okay. Yeah, understandable, yeah. All I'll say is that I get what they were going for, to have Fraser and Charlotte away from our usual locations and bonding over something. But... <laughs> I feel like it shouldn't have been this. I know, (laughs) yeah. I know this is a sitcom, and we shouldn't take everything seriously. But losing a parent is widely recognized as one of the most traumatic life events and one of the most significant life transitions that a person will go through. Frazier is a mental health professional, and there's someone in front of him having a full-blown mental health crisis, and it's played for laughs. I just don't like it, so that's all I'll say about that one. And yeah, I think we've said a fair amount about it, but. Agreed. Agreed. Good summation. Yeah. Yeah. If that's the word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to cocktails. Woo. <laughs> I was like I saw you go I was like, you were totally about to do it. Like if I, I hadn't I was. Were... I was totally gonna do it. Alright. Yeah. Um there's a lot to like here, and it's a nice look back without doing a clip show. Because it isn't a clip show. It has the benefit of being able to do, include some knowing references, and that's quite nice for the audience. I'll say a bit about each of the flashbacks, but let me just address the elephant in the room first. 
You see it over there? It's a big gray animal wearing a very bad wig. My word, the wigs in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) They truly are awful. Sometimes the wrong color entirely, and I just don't know what anyone was thinking. They must be deliberately bad. But Frasier isn't really a fourth wall breaking show, so that surprises me. Um, I will say, they did just have the thing where they specifically told the audience that Kelsey Grammer had been Frasier for 20 years before having Nanny G say the thing about playing the same character for 20 years. Yeah. So it feels like in season 11, they were a little bit embracing, a little bit of a fourth wall thing. Yes. Because the only other time where they really break it is in when they go to back to their old house, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. And that's less Niall, of a wall and Niall more... says that, like, zoom in. But it's a little, like, speaking to the audience. It's, yeah, it's it's playing with a genre, I think. Whereas, sure, yeah, yeah. Th- whereas, like... But anyway, yeah. I wanted to say, because we're watching Fleabag right now... Right. ...that I really think that Frasier could have gone... Could be that, if that kind of <laughs> genre of show existed at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, a Frasier could have been on Netflix or, mm-hmm. you know, a streaming service yeah. where... Because we have serious episodes and we have, like, I could totally see it being more realistic but being funny. Yeah. Because in Fleabag, we, s- without, like, being spoilery at all, yeah. uh, you know, like, her life is not going great. And we see mm-hmm. that's perfectly in line with what's happening on Frasier as well. And we have all the quirky characters, Mm -hmm. you know, we have like Maris and we rock and there's so much to play off on that. I could totally see it being a show just like that. Yeah. Well, so much of Frasier honestly is, is like people dealing with like heavy things, legitimately really difficult mental health problems. Mm hmm. That are sort of played for laughs, but could easily be in that kind of like more dramatic comedy thing. It's almost more like you're laughing at it because it's so uncomfortable and everyone knows Mm -hmm. that it's uncomfortable and that's kind of the only way to deal with it. Yeah. Well, honestly, like I think we've talked like we've talked a lot about how like shows. If you make the show today, you can't make the same kind of like. Certain jokes you can't do today, right? Like certain jokes that are there are some jokes on Frasier that totally work today, and some of them where it's like this entire characterization is not acceptable, and the fact that it's unacceptable become had has to become the joke if you're gonna have that today. Like yes. the joke is not about the, the y- thing they're doing. The joke is to be like this is a really awful person. We all see that this person's terrible. Right. Like, but we un- also acknowledge that they're real people that are like this. Right. And just because you're talking about, you've brought up Fleabag a couple times, is absolutely a Noel character. Oh, yeah. In that, but the joke stops being about how his weirdness is funny and more about how people recognizing it being awful But is also funny. not really doing anything about it or right. trying to do things but yeah, yeah. kind of realizing that it's hard yeah because and i feel like we haven't talked about why that's show why you're talking about that show that's a fourth wall breaking thing yeah it's very much about literally looking yes. directly at the camera because i think it's like it came from play yeah so like you you can yeah. which you is where that. the entire fourth wall pr- 
concept comes from. Right, so, right. So, yeah. anyway, it's not like I'm really well-versed in anything about that show, like, the details of <laughs> that show or, like, anything about the play. I just know it exists as a thing. Right. And we're watching it, and we always talk about things we're watching. Okay, right. sorry. I was, no, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm... I'm I, I'm not trying to get you. I, I just realized, like, at a certain point, it's really obvious to us because it's our lives what you're getting at or what mm-hmm. either of us might be getting at. But I was like, I wanted, I was like, I wanted. Yeah, sort we of had to actually it, say the thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So sorry. G- go on. That's go fine. On. Please That's fine. read. Fine. Please read. They must have just realized that they couldn't make the wigs look convincing, so they were really going to embrace the bad ones. It reduces the quality of the episode a bit for me, but there's still a lot to like. Thankfully, the costumes in each scene are much better than the wigs. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. okay. uh, in her first flashback, I noticed good attention to detail in Niles' sunburn, as there are lines where the arms of his sunglasses would have been. Which is cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. In the 2002, in 2002, like the 2002 sequence, uh, I'm not very keen on the teenagerish behavior of Niles and Daphne, but the joke with the fireworks going off, Roz, wow, he really is good, <laughs> uh, is fun. And now uh, Martin's chair is now patched with tape, which is a nice touch, except it isn't because this scene takes place after the events of Blazy Boy, so Martin's chair would be brand new and has never had tape on it since being replaced. Um <sighs> Uh, Sigh. Yeah. So this is the thing I was starting to get at in that mm-hmm. episode, and then I decided, like, at a certain point, like, it isn't worth me like really digging into the detail. I was like, I yeah, know yeah. I could go off for a really long time on this, but it was just like there was a whole part where I assumed we were on the wrong section. Yeah, yeah. And the reason I assumed that was because I was remembering, like, by two thousand two, we were well beyond when. Niles and Daphne had started sleeping together and mm-hmm. they had started being like that level of like sexually into each other. Mm-hmm. So it was like, that's a 2001 episode. Gosh, gosh. <laughs> get it right, guys. And like. yeah, no, so th- like, I, I, all I'm saying is that like I was trying to like, I was trying to hold back on getting too nitpicky because I was like, I know that I can get. So we'll just let Ben do it. Okay. <laughs> no, but like the fact that, Ned's, uh, that, that Ben's, I just said Ned. The fact that Ben's bringing it up. Who is Ned? Why is it coming up now? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the fact that Ben's bringing it up kind of feels good because it's like, it's not just me who's just too, it's just like so focused on those details that it's like, I got, like, just, just for a moment. Just enjoy stuff. They live your bliss. And I would if it wasn't if it wasn't this podcast. We're a dove commercial. We're a dove commercial right now with dove yeah. chocolate. Honestly, you're saying live your bliss like it's a new thing, but what is my motto of like what you like if it's not live your bliss? It's the same thing. Okay. Well, I need some dove chocolate. <laughs> Agreed. Anyway, this is one of my other niggles about this episode. Uh, I just wish there'd been slightly more attention to detail so that almost every scene didn't introduce annoying continuity errors. I appreciate, though, that most viewers won't pick up on them at all, and that what's more important is the history of the characters and their interactions. Yes. Yes. Nailed it! That's why I didn't focus too much about it. Good job, Ned! You know, I would have cut out my mistake, but we've talked about it No, we gotta keep it in now. We gotta keep it in now. 
Um, the 1999 flashback, Fraser as Uncle Sam, is a nice little scene, but I don't have much to say about it. Uh, I really like the 1998 one, though. Daphne is being treated like a servant, Niles is at the Shangri-La, Fraser is unemployed, and there's a classic misunderstanding. The scene with Martin answering Roz's phone is fantastic, and it's well, and, and it's written well, too. Often on TV, in a scene like this, you'd have Martin repeating the caller's question by saying, what am I wearing first? So I'm glad they didn't do this here because I think the joke works way better when he just says what he's wearing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yes, so I want to say that I definitely use this sometimes when I'm on the phone with my mom. Mm-hmm. Where you'll repeat the question out loud. Yes, because my for mom For the says, audience. Yeah, which is safe, but yeah. because it's... My mom is asking a weird question to be funny and I'm like, you do realize this is an incredibly weird question to ask. <laughs> and then she's like... Are you saying this for Dave? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and she super uh-huh. knows that I am. Oh yeah, no. It, and and when I'm often I'm in another room, but I'll, there's like a tone that you use when you repeat those questions where I'm like, I'll pop my headphones out real quick because Diana's saying stuff I'm supposed to hear as like just a casual conversation. But it's like you've got a tone that's like me repeating. It's like. It's Diana's tone of, I'm repeating the thing you're saying so Dave can hear it. She'll call up and be like, have you ever thought about getting a harpoon gun? (laughs) And I'm like, where would I even get one? And why would I need one? I don't know. I'm just thinking about it. Uh And I'm like, all right. Yep. She once called you random once to ask me about a bunny with a loan. Like, that makes okay. sense. All right, all right. She loves a good analogy. And bunnies, an analogy. bunnies need carrots, and they need to take a loan out for him. It's true. And of course, uh, the joke is great because he's wearing brown pants and a plaid shirt. I also enjoy uh, Daphne's slightly more bullshy, volatile nature, nature here, and I just love her line about hoping Fraser rots in debtor's prison. <laughs> This flashback unfortunately introduces another continuity error because Roz did not know at this point about Niles' feelings for Daphne. Again, yeah, I knew that that's actually in the transcript and I was just like, you know what? I need to stop talking about these. I'm going to stop reading these because there's too many different things about that. But yeah, I definitely thought about that as well. The 1996 scene is fun because we get uh, one of those Awful cringeworthy Fraser references that he used to make all the time. Here talking about base camp of Mount Crane, which yeah, like that that felt like like allowing her to climb to the like reach. Oh the yeah, base yeah, camp. yeah, 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 yeah. It felt like such like just yeah, it did yep. feel classic. Fraser. It did feel like classic Fraser. Um. Classic Fraser. <laughs> Niles' blonde hair is a triumph, as is the return of the frog statue, which is genuinely pleasing attention to detail. Uh, Fraser saying in an exaggerated way that three years on the Seattle dating scene is quite enough is one of those <laughs> things that they can write in with the benefit of hindsight and is pretty funny. Yeah. That's something you can do with a clip show. Yeah, which I agree. Unless it's like a show that's like really well planned out. I feel like Modern Family could maybe do it. Maybe, yeah, I could see that. Like. One of the things, when I was trying to write my incredibly long essay about Lost... Did you give up on that? I may go back to it someday, but, like, I've reached a point where, like, it's not fresh enough in my mind that I'll need to do sort of, like, certain little minor refresher things when I do that. Mm -hmm. But I could see myself finishing it someday, where there's a bit in a very early season where... 
a character says a line and it's like, oh, that's the whole show. If you understand what's going on in the show, once if you've watched the whole thing and you mm-hmm. understand what's going on, he literally just laid it out, laid out the entire plot. Is it Locke? No. It's, oh. It's Henry Gale. Oh, of course. It's Ben. But it's Henry Gale. It's Henry Gale. <laughs> uh, you mean Ned? Yeah, yeah. It's Ned Gale makes a comment and it's like you've literally just laid out the entire plot which assumes they knew like people talk about that show like they were just sort of like just throwing things out there but it's like clearly no, somebody it was knew obviously some planned. they obviously yeah. had some kind of outline yeah. for what that would be like so like if you did a clips show right before the end you could include that because clearly that was part of the plan from the beginning i wouldn't love a clip show for loss <laughs> i'm sure it exists i'm sure somebody has like like somebody oh, I'm sure, like but that. I'm not but... interested in somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. With the 1993 scene, I really do feel like we've traveled back. Eddie's staring at Frazier, who's wearing his early season signature tank top sweater vest to you. <laughs> Which I forgot. Like, when I read this, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a, a tank top, apparently. I, I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Um. More mentions of Maris, which we used to get in in most episodes back in the day. Daphne feels a little more like the Daphne of the early seasons, though I still don't think her voice is quite sing-song enough. Which, yeah, in that article I mentioned, the medium thing I mentioned is, like, when I was writing, I, I tried to write out the one line about her being, like... Psychic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, man, she doesn't sound like that at all no, by no. the end season. She really doesn't. Yeah. It's almost like she became a more confident character. Yeah. Yeah, like, but she, also she, she's also much more American. Right. But I think, like, also just simply Jane Leaves settled into what her accent was going to be. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea if it's accurate in any way, but she had settled into what it's going to be. And, like, in that first season, it's like, she's still clearly figuring it out. No, she and was, it was more still quirky. Funny. Yeah. And, yeah. And it was still very funny, but it was just, like, it's it's clear looking back on that, like, she had not settled in to what it was going to end yeah. up on. Uh, there are a few things I love about this flashback. Niles being clumsy around Daphne. We could have been watching a clip from an old episode here. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. The little origin story of the sherry drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that. And the unexpected appearance of Kenny. Fantastic, yes. Uh, Fraser and Martin arguing and Fraser becoming exasperated with his uh, living there really reminds me how they used to bump heads. Uh, overall, I think this is a very nice episode, much better than a clip show, and is effective at looking backwards to show us just how far the characters have developed over 11 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to say, like, I honestly think it does a better job than the analyzing the laughter actual clip show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I did enjoy watching. I enjoyed, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really liked watching that. It was really fun to see that. Yeah. But I do think you do a better job by faking a clip we show. We don't have TV like that anymore. We don't get to watch TV like that anymore. I mean, we don't. That probably is still out there. We don't watch regular TV as it comes out like that. Most people don't now. I mean, not most, but people that I talk to right. are watching Netflix and Hulu and mm-hmm. whatever. They're watching streaming TV and not watching like cable TV. Yep. Most friends I know don't have cable anymore. Yep. So, um, which is not to say like there's some shows that come out. And it's, they come out weekly, so mm-hmm. you can still get that kind of, like, water cooler experience. Yeah. Water bubbler. Bubbler. 
At the bubbler. The bubbler. The, the bubbler. Oh no. At the bu- at the bubbler. Okay, let's go on. <laughs> so on to Good Night Seattle. Before I talk about the episode, I just want to say a little about my memory of watching it. Both parts of the episode were shown in the UK on 23 June uh, 2014. Sorry, it just feels awkward reading it that way as an American. You can just say, you can just say it the way you feel most confident. Nah, I'm reading it the way it's written. Okay. The other notable thing to happen on 23rd of June, 12 years later, was the Brexit referendum, but the less said about that, the better. Yeah. It wasn't shown as a single continuous episode, but effectively it was the same thing because we had the two parts just separated by an ad break. Plus, credits, end credit scene, didn't air here. Ah. Not written into Ben's thing, but it's the thing that... Okay. I remember being quite annoyed at the scheduling. Channel 4, having traditionally shown Frasier on Friday nights, had relegated it uh, to Mondays for the final season. 23rd June, however, was a Wednesday, and Channel 4 was having a Frasier night to celebrate. However, by showing Analyzing the Laughter and then something called My Favorite Frasier from uh, 9pm, it meant that the first part of Goodnight Seattle didn't start until 10.50pm. Whoa! Yeah, and the finale didn't conclude until almost midnight. Can I just say something? Uh-huh. That's like a watching a West Coast hockey game. <laughs> when you Seriously, live in yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah. I'm just like, all right, oh, I guess, yeah. this, guess this game starts at freaking nine o'clock. It's going to end up freaking midnight. Of course, it's going into 13 overtimes. Oh, yeah. They don't even allow overtimes now. But uh-huh. this one's a special one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So nope. thanks. Uh- thanks, West Coast. Oh, Time yeah. zones all different. Oh, yeah. No, I. Trust me, I've definitely been watch like Red Sox playoff games that were in California, and it's like, uh, all right, this is happening because those playoff games always go long because you got to get the like the network, you know, the commercials that always last longer, like the Fox or whatever. Like those commercials always last longer, so it's like it was already starting it's like, on like the West Coast. Fourteen minutes of commercials. Yeah, you're missing yeah. all the game, but they're not even playing now because they're doing commercials. Right. Or you come back from a commercial and there's like somebody mid-play chasing down a hit or whatever. And it's like, what happened? I missed... Anyway, let's go back to the emails. Uh, <laughs> but I'm with you. I'm, I'm on the same page. Just mm-hmm, baseball. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I just found this ridiculous for the final episode of an iconic sitcom. Anyway, I was working in a hotel at the time, was on a night shift, and remember sitting in the breakfast area off reception, watching the finale and hoping nobody would want to check in. It wasn't the ideal viewing experience, but at least I got to see it. That's kind of fun. That's exciting. Yeah, that's yeah. A, I like that you have a very distinct memory of that. Yeah. As for the episode, I just love it. It's really easy to mess up the ending of a show that's been on the air for a long time, and I just think they nailed the tone perfectly. It's funny, it's farcical, it's poignant, it's sad, it's sweet, and it reminds us how beloved these characters are. Uh, it's the last time I get to write in, so please let me tell you some of my favorite parts. Of course. Uh, of course I'll let you. Uh, right from the off, it's funny. I love the Kenny scene with him immediately adopting his DJ persona when it's required. Uh, I also love BB here. When Frazier is saying how sad it is about the San Francisco DJ, she replies, I cried so hard it was all I could do to stuff your demo tape in the FedEx pouch. And of course, her line that she exits, you're worse than the police. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, like those are both fantastic moments for those characters, mm-hmm. even if we haven't always loved what happened with those Oh yeah, characters. incredibly powerful moments that I feel are very like that character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have to say, 
I hate that Simon makes me laugh in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. When Fraser says, please leave immediately, he chuckles in this way that suggests he thinks Fraser's joking around, which I do find funny. Yeah, that's funny. I think Simon... Simon has his moments. Oh, Simon's yeah. small doses when he's not... Uh... Being a predator mm-hmm. can be funny. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if we just ignore that, like, his accent is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And we just. I didn't of... even notice that. Um, you, know, <laughs> you didn't even notice it? No, no. 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 So this Australian with a fake American accent doing a fake English accent. I, like... didn't, noti- I didn't notice any of that. I don't know what you yeah. were talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought it was spot on. Yeah. Anyway, I enjoy this frenetic scene with all with all the characters, and it feels quite typically Frasier in nature. The scary thing is, I can mostly understand what Robbie Coltrane is saying. Uh, oh man, there's so much I could say looking into, like, I learned about, like, what his accent was supposed to be, uh-huh. and I was just like, it told me so much about English accents that I didn't even know, and I'm like, oh, I can't, like... I could go into a whole rabbit hole investigating this entire really? what his accent is supposed to be and it's it's like I it would it, I would have to go on for another like hour. I'm not gonna because we're supposed to be watching a thing in six minutes that we're not gonna get to at when it starts but I'm gonna do my best. It's not more important than this. It's not. It's not. It's probably more important than my obsession with linguistics. So we can yes. move on. Um, uh, the Scrabble and goodbye scene between Fraser and Charlotte is perfectly done. Uh, I know Charlotte was introduced late in the season, but this feels so real. Dave mentioned that Fraser would definitely have a Scrabble dictionary. Here's my take. Fraser absolutely has a scri- Scrabble dictionary, but he also has enough self-awareness not to use it when it's their goodbye evening. But he's Fraser and can't help pointing out an incorrect word when it's used. Thankfully, this is all done in jest and is quite lovely. Agreed. I agree with all of that. But I also feel like it's character growth because season one Frasier oh, yeah. would have brought that dictionary out. He would have had it out already. He didn't get it. No. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. It is character growth. Yeah. The goodbye itself feels very real and sad. Uh, and then it becomes funny and then it becomes sweet and poignant again. It's beautifully done. And again, the relationship feels believable, which is why I think the final twist at the end of the episode works. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, when Charlotte says she can't stand airport goodbyes, it always makes me think this was a swipe at Friends, which did the big airport thing in its finale. Now, I absolutely know this isn't the case, because the Friends finale was shown only a week earlier, and both finales would have been written around the same time. I know this isn't an intentional swipe, but to me, always feels like that. Okay, one, they both ended in the same I year? Know. I didn't realize it's that. Like a week apart. I Wow. That's wild. It is wild. So here's my thinking. Laura Linney was in Love Actually, which totally has the big dramatic airport goodbye in it. Mm. It has the like Yeah, but when did that come out? It was a couple years before this, but it was like at a time when like you I think it was a post nine eleven movie where you still you couldn't do the like chase someone past security and do a whole thing but it like still happened so mm-hmm. it was like it felt to me more like a a little like tongue-in-cheek reference to that 
them to friends, which obviously couldn't have been a reference to oh, that. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I also think a lot of, like, 90s comedies, do they have oh, yeah. Sleepless in Seattle have that? No. That wasn't an airport one. But there's definitely been, like, I feel like the, I know what you're thinking of. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, those kind of romantic comedies. Yeah, yeah. 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 Where, like, it, 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 it doesn't really work or it works and then they have this thing and it's, like, you think this is happening. Like, they're yeah. breaking up but they're actually staying together and yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so now what sort of wedding venue calls to confirm a reservation eight days before the wedding's due to take place? Anyway, yeah, which gets a good point. Like, that's... I don't know. I've heard lots of things about wedding venues. And sometimes you can just come back from a commercial and be married. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It just happens. It just happens. It just happens. Anyway, on to the wedding itself. BB's great again here, where she appears after everyone's complaining about the heat and asks, do you love this weather or what? Which, specifically referring to it as, like, being, like, one of the circles of hell. Yep, beautiful. "Mm, Fantastic. Love it. Questions. Why is Kenny at Martin's wedding? And why are Daphne's brothers here? You know, good point. Both good points. Good points I hadn't even thought about. Well, Martin loves Simon. True, that is true, that is true. And she's just, they're just there. Mm-hmm. They're part of the family. Sure. They're part of Martin's family, right? Kind sure. of in a weird way. Are you just being daffy now? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, perhaps it's because none of the other guests could attend at eight days' notice. Yep. Could be. They pulled a pretty good number of people together, I think, in eight days' notice. Yeah, some people I've never even seen before. Yeah, yeah. Something I realized upon rewatching, Fraser is entirely responsible for the disaster that occurs. Michael correctly fires the cannon on cue because Fraser shouts the prompt at the wrong time, and that causes the ring to fall and the truck to crash. It's all his fault. Of yeah. course. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like Fraser gives unclear directions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he absolutely followed the directions he was given by Frazier. Mm-hmm. He was waiting for a series of words, and he heard those words, and he fired the cannon. Yeah, yeah 100%. This is mm-hmm. Frazier's fault. Mm-hmm. Bad uh, uh, project management. <laughs> that gets us to the vet's office, and I really enjoyed the little part uh, where we get Daphne's perspective on Niles' anxiety is about the baby being a moon. The vet going into animal birth mode is great, calling Daphne girl, and her response, Don't call me that. I'm not a bloody poodle. So good. It's very good. Niles feeding the monkey when Fraser, Martin, and Ronnie arrive is fantastic. As Dave said, it doesn't make much sense, and Niles would never be so comfortable holding a monkey like that, but it's funny anyway. It is. Yep. The wedding scene that follows is sweet, and it's nice uh, that only the family are there. And the monkey. And the monkey. No, the monkey's gone by the oh, time the wedding Oh, the monkey is gone by yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Idol King section is very effective. It's quite emotional when Fraser uh, tells the guy collecting the chair to be careful with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that... I, I mean, I know I said it, but, like, that really gets me. It does, like, Be yeah. careful with that chair. They threw it off a balcony. Mm-hmm. Like, they set it on fire and dropped it off a balcony. Like, it was by accident. I know, but still. Yes. Fraser finally has what he's wanted all these years, an apartment to himself and his Eames chair in place, except now it isn't what he wants at all. I'm glad we get to see Cafe Nervoso a final time. Uh, and BB is once again fantastic here. When Destiny calls, BB calls back and screws Destiny to the wall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's <laughs> a very good line. Uh, and I enjoy Gil's joyful news, Your Majesty, when Roz announces she got the job. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's not dwell on the gross knoll bit of the scene. Uh, something I really like here, though, is the uh, ending a new beginning for Roz. In the early seasons, there was always a lot about her love life, and then we had a little of her in a relationship with Roger. Uh, but throughout all of that, she's shown herself to be more than capable at work, so I'm really glad that instead of quickly pairing her off with someone for a forced romantic resolution, it's something professional that uh, sort of brings Roz's story to a close here. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, I know it's not the first time we, this has come up in this, but like I agree, that's a fantastic ending for Roz. I'm really happy that mm-hmm. that was the focus. I would have been bad if they'd just been like, you found a guy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's the thing that matters the most. It's like, no, that's n- never been the thing mm-hmm. for Roz. Like, she loves men, but like, that's not the thing that matters. Mm-hmm. Like, she's enjoying that, but like, she's growing as like a professional. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I'm really glad that that's what they focused on. And now we're nearly at the end. It's not until this point that we really see how cleverly this has all been set up. The supposed doctor's appointment that made Fraser late for work, the one from earlier that day, Fraser giving away his possessions, and then the answer phone message. Everything's been put in place brilliantly for a classic misunderstanding. The Golden Gate line is fantastic, and then them all realizing and roaring with laughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it is beautifully crafted. It is really well done. I agree. And then the big emotional scene. Martin's thank you, Fraser, made me cry again when I rewatched. It's so heartfelt and just feels real. Also, Niall's saying he'll miss the coffees. As Dave said, just four words here say so much about the reality of how living in different cities will change the nature of a relationship. The writers could have had Niall say three or four lines here explaining it all, but there's no need. Those four words say it all. Mm-hmm. Then the transition to the studio is perfect with the con- uh, continuation of the poem. Although the studio became less important as the show went on, we really had to see it here. It feels like an ending, with everyone standing outside for Fraser's final broadcast. And I like that it's all done as a single shot with the camera slowly panning around. Yeah, I really like that. I didn't really think about that, but, like, that's not a thing you see a lot. That kind of pan Mm -hmm. in, like, a sitcom, because usually you got, like, some stationary cameras. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it starts on the left and, like, moves along, like, Mm -hmm. that's rare for this kind of multicam thing and like yeah but it it does really like uh do a lot i think for this Mm -hmm. which i really like the final twist is just lovely because the relationship felt so real in the earlier scene i always find myself hoping that it all worked out if there's ever a fraser reboot they'd better make goddamn sure they get laura linney on board because i'm not going to accept a world in which fraser and charlotte didn't end up together (laughs) um the final twist though is fairly subtle and i do wonder if some people just think he went to san francisco which i could see Having just talked a lot about the about Lost as a show, I feel like it's very easy to miss the meaning of the very last moments mm-hmm. of a show. Because uh, I think a lot of people watching that show also missed the meaning of the very end of it. Anyway, overall, no matter how many times I watch it, the finale always leaves me feeling positively quilty. Oh. <laughs> me too. It's the only time I've ever watched it, but I felt quilty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, here we are. This is it. The end. I already told you what the podcast meant to me, but I wanted to say thanks for everything, for making me feel like a small part of your very big project. Congratulations on getting to the end, and I look forward to following whatever you decide to do next. I'll miss the tangents. Wishing you both continued good mental health, Ben. Oh. <laughs> okay, so there were no callers on this episode? <laughs> 
there were some drinks. There were some drinks. So I had I had a hair of the dog, which Uh uh, because of the pandemic, a weird thing has happened in Mm -hmm. the Boston area, which is you can order cocktails Mm -hmm. delivered to you. Yeah. And I just have to say, knowing what the laws around liquor were in Boston when I moved here. In you couldn't buy alcohol on Sundays. Yeah, the fact that because of this, you can order cocktails at a restaurant mm-hmm. for delivery mm-hmm. is shocking. It's not going away. You can't just like no. let that happen. No, no. that's Pandora's box situation. Yep, a it's Pandora's just gonna... box of wine. But it's. <laughs> I want okay. Sorry, okay so, so my drink is what Jameson. Mm-hmm. Uh, a cold brew and then Irish cream, which yeah. there is no, I cannot taste Irish cream in this at all. There's a bit in there, but it's, yeah, it's a it bit overwhelmed. It is strong. But it's very Jameson. Yeah. yeah. What was your, Dave had a couple different drinks. So first it was, um, it was sort of my standard cocktail, which is like either, today it was vodka. Mm-hmm. It was, it was vodka, pineapple juice, bit of grenadine, bit of triple sec. Mm-hmm. But then, from the same place that we ordered from, because it was our ninth wedding anniversary the other day. Mm-hmm. Yesterday. It was our ninth wedding anniversary yesterday. Uh, but so we ordered from a place. That's where Diana got her cocktail. I also got a Honeycrisp uh, uh, apple cider, like, like hard cider mm-hmm. from a local a local apple orchard. That was very tasty. Um, but yeah, I've been sticking with, uh, otherwise with my my standard pineapple cocktail. Delicious. Love it. The only word for, let's say, uh, is touched. You <laughs> yeah. know, like with the feels. Yes. So many feels. A lot of feels. So many feels. <laughs> uh, what oh, did we, um, the, the writers of this episode, all, all fives. Oh, yeah. Thank five you. To all of you. Thank you for writing in. Thank you. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I don't have, I feel like I, I've, I've expelled all the things that I have to say in my emotions about this well, we, because there's so much, like, but thank you all, really, like, for being with us and for listening to us and sticking with us for whatever's next. I don't know what is next, but something's going to be next once we have a bit of time to sort of sit back and and relax from it we're gonna we're, there's gonna be more it's gonna happen i mean i don't think any relaxing is gonna happen it's gonna be all last minute busyness like sure. how we normally are sure i'm saying there's a type of relaxing that's not having there's definitely a certain level of relief in not having this each week but like but mostly it's just like it's sort of like having the snow day where you don't have to like go to school. It's sort of like that. It's not that you don't like it. It's just like we all need a break sometimes. Yep. And we need to recharge our batteries. Exactly. And exactly. and then come back even stronger. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And and um, should I should we is am I saying my final words? If now? you if you have final words to well, say, well, obviously I do. <laughs> uh huh. Well, obviously, I yeah. Do. What might they be? I well, you know, when you're going on a walk, you're wearing your mask. Yeah, and you're Wear going your on your walk, and you're looking at 
stuff outside that maybe you've never noticed, like how everywhere everyone has grown sunflowers this season. Mm-hmm. And you know what you should do is look behind those sunflowers and you might find a rainbow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what I'm talking about, but you know, don't forget to look behind things because that's where the beauty lies in life. Mm-hmm. And we need to like hold on to that. We need that. I agree. We need that, you know, nail files and 40 cents that you found <laughs> behind something. Mm-hmm. You never know where that's going to lead. It's true. It's true. All right. And I guess all I have to say is once again, I feel like I want to go back to the old, the old Jerry Springer motto because it feels so true once again. Just gonna ask everyone to join me and just take care of yourselves and each other. And with that, I guess this has been episode eleven twenty-five. Yep. The end. The end. end. The end. The end. And this is TJF Arcade. Wishing you all good mental health. Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a production of TJF Arcade. For more information about the show, follow us at Fraser Podcast on Twitter. You can also write to us at FraserPod at gmail.com. Diana is at Diana Raygun on Twitter, and I'm Slow Motion Walter just about everywhere on the internet. If you like the show and you want to help us do more, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade, or rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for listening.